Hey, what is up, guys? It is Harrison Barron, the host of the Brutally Honest Podcast, and thank you guys so much for tuning back into the show and hanging out with me. I always, I genuinely mean this from the bottom of my heart, I always appreciate you guys coming to hang out with me um, for a multitude of reasons, and I like the beginning of the show because I kind of get to get into some things, and then it's always less than five minutes, but honestly... um, you guys probably don't even know this yet, but after uh, after Kareem's um, episode, uh, I finally figured out YouTube. So th- this episode is on YouTube, so if you haven't already, go check out the YouTube channel. Um, but the really cool part is now the YouTube channel, uh, going forward after this, will have perfect audio. And uh, I know you guys are probably like, well, why are you telling us to go to YouTube if we're listening to it on the, in a podcast platform? The reason is, is uh, I'm going to share a, a very, very quick story with you guys, but um, everything that I've done for this show has been blood, sweat, and tears, uh, late nights, early mornings, getting shows done, uh, organizing, cramming things in, stealing somebody an hour of somebody's time to get a show done, um, and with that, it's a lot. Um it's something I'm super passionate about. Uh, I spend an incredible amount of time working on this, even though that you guys might not see it. Uh, people think that I'm crazy because I don't get paid for this. And it's something that I do as a labor of love for not only you guys, but I do for myself. But I finally accomplishing getting the audio inside my video camera where it's like, nearly perfect I don't want to say it's perfect because it definitely needs a slight bit of improvement but it's like I would say 90% there at a point where I'm comfortable with it now don't get me wrong Kareem's is on there and the audio is from the mic microphone that's in between the two of us go check that out it sounds okay but the new my the new audio sounds really good compared to that um but it's just something I've been working really really hard towards I've I've Never been able to find a semi-cheap solution at all to make this happen. And finally, 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 um, I made it happen. And I almost cried because I've just wanted to do it for the longest time. And I have so many supporters on here now, and you guys are the best. I do greatly appreciate that. So thank you guys so much for... Like, when I say thank you guys for tuning into another episode, I don't think you guys understand how much that means for me. Um... But it really does mean a lot to me that you guys keep coming back, you keep downloading, you keep listening uh, t- to show show after show after show. Um, and now that YouTube's a thing, now I'm going to progressively get more ads back in here. You're going to realize that there's no ads in this. Um, but it was just something that kind of had me down in the dumps. Uh, because I, you know, you want something so bad, you try to figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, and you can't figure it out. And then you kind of get fed up and not that I pushed off to the side, but it wasn't a main priority. Um, but you know, the number one supporters and you guys keep coming back and it means the world to me that you guys are doing that. And because of that, I constantly, uh, am working harder to make this show better. So that's all that. I'm glad I got to say that now I only have a minute and 30 seconds left. So I'm going to chop this down to less than one minute. If you guys want to follow us on social media, Brutally Honest Podcast.com. I've been a little inactive on social media because I've been trying to figure out this YouTube thing, but I'll be back uh, now with that full force. So expect to see that on there. Uh, Brutally Honest Podcast.com, Brutally Honest on Facebook, Instagram. Um, 
And if you guys really want to support, uh, I've had a couple people ask me now if they can support the show or anything like that. If you go to Patreon.com, you can go on there. You can now go through and just check out the Patreon where you can support the show with a dollar you know, donation per month. Uh, I intend to do a bunch of really cool stuff on there. But now that this, pro- this major problem has been solved, I am now going to be diverting a lot of energy into there so you guys are going to start to see things in there that's going to be the next area that i focus on until i have a young jamie who can help me with a bunch of stuff so that is the goal for the show and once again thank you guys so much for constantly supporting me it means the world to me if you've made it this far in the intro i appreciate the heck out of you now my guest today is a dear friend of mine he's a crossfit addict good friend swell dude I, I just can't say enough good things about him. I really can't. His name, without any further ado, please welcome my friend Kareem Taloon. I think I'm more excited than you. We're into the Matrix. Dude, I do this all the time. Yeah. Not that I don't get excited. Don't get me wrong. Like, I look forward to this all the time. This is my... So you go to the gym for your release. I go to here for my release. I this go to is, the gym every day. You do this every day? I, if, dude, if it was up to me, I would do it every... If there is some way, and my subscribers who are listening, if you can figure out how to share this with everybody you know, and we take over the world with my podcast... You would make my dream come true because then I could do this every day. That would be the goal. Rogan does it every day. He does do it every day. Yeah. He's got a good thing going. You know what? Everybody's like, you're not as big as Rogan. I'm like, first of all, you're allowed to curse, by the way. First of all, screw you. The reason why I'm not, and I, uh, I, I'm, I'm holding off until later on in the episode, um, but he's been doing it for eight years. I think he actually, I think he's on year nine now. Right. So, you know, everybody's like, you're not as big as him. And I'm like, bro, he's been doing it. I've been doing it for two years. He's yeah. got six years ahead of me. And he was in the wave of podcasts when it was like becoming a thing. Like, I'm behind the wave trying to catch up. Yeah. No, it's like the 10,000-hour rule. Uh, that's right? it. That's it. What is that, five years? Oh, for— Until you perfect, perfect sure. something? about. Yeah. 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 So, so— You got a couple years. He's got a lot yeah. of time ahead of me. Yeah. A lot of time. So, whatever. So, what episode am I? You're number— Shit. Uh, what episode? I think you're 120. Wow. Good yeah, for bro. you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, wait. No, you're 121. Because um, I have two that need to go up. But yeah. So yeah, you're 120, man. Wow. 121. Um, well, thanks for having me. Dude, no problem, man. Dude, I tell people I have a podcast. I'm like, oh, how many episodes have you done? Thinking like I just started it on a whim. I'm like, uh, like, uh, like 100 and change, something like that. I don't remember the exact. It's like, oh, my God. What? And I go, <laughs> I go, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, they're probably pretty short though. They're probably like a minute or two or like f- five or ten minutes. I'm like, no, they're all like an hour and a half. Some very few closer to the hour mark, and most closer to the hour and a half to two hour mark. So I get up there, man. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, no, you got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Thanks, man. And you're surrounded by good people. I that I'm very blessed for. Yeah. I uh, I try to eradicate negative. Uh, I don't want to say negativity. I think negativity is good for the he- for the health. I try to eradicate negative people mm-hmm. um, as as quickly as I can. You know, you can go on social media and drive yourself nuts. 
Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Does that say 21 up there? That says 21. Perfect. Okay. Just making sure. Because... Uh, Feels good. I'm a little toasty. <laughs> I'm a fluffy dude. And I normally only wear a t-shirt, but today I had a meeting this morning. Not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. What's your thoughts? Let's get your thoughts on this. So, I've pretty much networked out, like, I don't want to say my life, but I would say I've done a substantial amount of networking at this point. There's a local Latip group that has formed, and they've asked me to become a member, essentially. So, I'm debating on doing it. What are your thoughts? Because you know me better than, like, probably most of the people listening, at least as far as the business world. So if I were you, I would do it. Okay. I would at least try it. Okay. I don't say no to a lot of stuff. Okay. You know, because I'm new in the business sure. thing also, you know, and you never know who you're going to meet. You never know. Yeah. You never know. And if you're not out there. You never, yeah, you never have that opportunity yeah, to meet Yeah, you them. never All have right, that shot. All right, done. You know? I'm in. What's I'll that saying? Strangers have your money? I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's probably that's, more so true in your industry. No, I mean, I, I think, I, I think any, industry. any industry. Yeah. You know, well, go I mean, meet look. people. You yeah. know, like a goal of mine is to meet two new people a day. Oh, my God. Dude, that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Whether it's at the coffee shop, Starbucks, talk to somebody at the gym. My goal you know, every to, day to know people. is to make somebody's day better. Yeah. So if that's holding the door open that. for somebody or saying good morning to somebody, like my buddy, uh, who I've actually been trying to get on the show, but he would absolutely lose his job in like that um, because he's a uh, he works for the Long Island Railroad. And he's a conductor okay. and he's just super vulgar. <laughs> um, but he's ab- he's probably one of my favorite people. He's so goddamn funny. Um, but shit, I don't remember where I was going with the story. Uh, meeting pe- oh, making people's day better. So he's like, oh, he's like, he walks the train every single day. It's like every single day I walk the train, probably 95 to 99% of people don't even look up at me. Don't, they don't even make eye contact right. with me. Right. I'm like, what? Wow. He goes, dude, he goes, talk about saying good morning to they somebody. They don't say thank you when they get their no, they just ticket they, they hand him the ticket, they oh. hand it back. Dude, it's ta- Dude, it's so – I didn't realize how bad it was, and I thought like maybe – I like to think of myself uncommon amongst most common people. Yeah. Um, and that was a shout out for, to David Goggins uh, because he uses that line a lot. Um, that dude's a beast. Beast, bro. Did you read uh, Can't Hurt Me? No, but I've watched his YouTube clips. Do you read books or do you listen to books? I read books. I'll buy it for you. How about that? Change okay. your life. Change your life. Deal. Promise you. Read it in, four, read it in three days. Yeah. Nuts. But uh, so he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, if you say good morning to somebody, he's like, there's a chance that you're either going to, you could ride the train for free. If you need help, we're going to come help you first over anybody else. Like, he's like, the amount of respect you get from us just for saying good morning is like astronomical. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Like, I figured you guys want to have as little interaction with people as possible. And he's like, he's like, no, he's like, of course we, you know, we don't want <laughs> to deal with a lot of people, but like, it's. It's just common courtesy, courtesy to say good morning. And yeah. I'm like, ever since then, you know, I'll be like, you know, I try to compliment people every day, you know, or try to find out, like, a way to make somebody's day better. You know, if somebody comes, you know, if I know that a chick, like, took her time to, like, really get, get herself, like, done up. I have a girlfriend, but I'll be like, you look beautiful today. Like, yeah. you put make somebody's day. hours, yeah. you, you yeah. put, like, two hours into getting ready. 
shit, I get out of the shower in three minutes. I got clothes on, and whatever I'm wearing is whatever is the closest to the <laughs> closest to me as far as my laundry goes. You know, like I don't know that I'm just a dude. I I have my girlfriend's a a, a name brand freak, and everything's got to look good. Me, I won't spend more than like four bucks on a t-shirt. Yeah, I refuse. I stay in them all. The only thing I spend money on is my goddamn Baron Media Group shirts. That's it. Yeah, and you should. That's your brand. And, and that's exactly right. Right. But like, Pe- people shorts, people buy from brands they recognize. That's it. And I, dude, I somebody saw me out without it, and they're like, dude, I didn't even recognize you. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, no. you don't have your shirt on. See. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, dude, that shirt, everybody knows you for. I'm like, done. I'll never go out to like a networking event or anything like that. And I've almost left the house without it. And I go, there's no way. There's, yeah. I will, I will have to, I'll throw it in the dryer with laundry sheets, sheets before I put on something that's not Baron Media Group. Yeah. And for anyone that's listening solely and cannot see now on YouTube, uh, shameless plug for my YouTube. Um, I just have like simple little like sport tech. That's the brand. Shirts, polo shirts that have just embroidery, the, my, my Baron logo on there. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. So I want to get back to handwriting. Okay. This is a good, right. This right. is big. This is big. Not a lot of people will write handwritten notes anymore. That is that is probably true. And I think if I you, would say probably close to 100% true. Yeah. I mean, I think if you own a business, you're an entrepreneur – you stand out by writing handwritten notes because it shows intention, right? You had to buy the note. For some people. For some people. Because if somebody got it. But I, I'm just talking like law of large numbers, right? Okay, yeah, so yeah. So there's intention there. Sure. It's, it's not like writing an email where you can just type something up, hit the send button, right? You got to pick out the card. It's a lot of work. You got to think of what to write. Yep. You got to write it. Yep. Regardless of how bad your handwriting is. See, I have like third grade level handwriting and I still write handwritten notes. Dude, I have a newborn handwriting. You know, like when I write, hold on. When I write a handwritten note, yeah. I bring it to uh, my assistant to send it out, uh-huh. right? And sure. I sit there and I make sure that she can read everything before she sends it out, including the address that it's going to. So there's no typos. Uh, How funny is that? But I'll still send it out. Uh, see, like... You know, I'm I'll make phone calls. I'm like the anti-millennial in that. Like, if I would rather call you than text you. That's good. It just it, one. It takes far too much time to text. Like, time is of the essence in my life. You know, I'm 27 years old. I'm dying soon, maybe. But you're not. You're rich. I know. You're rich with time. I am. Well, you never know when you're gonna pass. True. But, but I treat you time. Li- you live on a going concern. Yes. You know. Yes. Um. But I'll throw, like, AirPods in all day. I don't listen to music on them. I have my computer to listen to music on. But it's so much easier for me to be typing and be like, oh, I have this thought. I need to call this person. Yeah. And then just, hey, Siri, call XYZ person. Yeah. And then, boom, that phone call will go through. I never had to take my eyes off the screen. I never had to take my hands off the keyboard. I never had to pick this little demonic device up. Nothing. That's it. Mm-hmm. That, to me... And maybe I'm a freak, but I'm always into, like, life optimization. Like, yeah. anything that could make me percentage percentages more efficient, I'm in. Yeah. Anything. And it's the small stuff that you pick up yeah. along the yeah. way. Yeah. Like, you're really going to get a, up. you know, yeah. you might not get a, like, my buddy Billy. So, my buddy's Billy, uh, my buddy Billy's <laughs> birthday 
Buddy, yeah, Buddy Billy's. It's um, like a tongue twister. Yeah, right? So <laughs> What's that one? Sally sees seashells by the seashore? Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> suck at those things. I barely can write English, let say alone it, speak say it. it. Let's hear Sally sells seashores. Seashore. <laughs> Sally sells seashells down by the seashore. I can say it if I sound like I uh, got beat over the head quite a few times. But um, when I do – what was that noise? That was a weird noise. Um, Wait, so going back to the handwriting. That's part of it. So you write handwritten notes. No, never. You don't? No. But And, and what are your thoughts on it? If I do write a handwritten note, you are like the epitome of special to me because that, what you would think would take somebody – 30 seconds to write probably took me the better part of an hour. Really? I will write something three or four times on on loose leaf before I actually put it on there. Or... I mean, I'm just looking at that board. Yeah. And I don't think I can read more than two words <laughs> it's, on it's that terrible. board. It's terrible. And I don't know if the audience can see the board, but they there's, can't see the there's board. probably like 100 words on there. Yeah. <laughs> I can read them all. You have your own language, bro. Oh, that's great. <laughs> if somebody's trying to decipher or read my notes, good luck. That I could give you the keys to the, you know, the treasury here and you would never or the the document to get it in the treasury and nobody would ever know. Dude, not for nothing. I thought I had bad handwriting. Dude, you probably feel like a champ. <laughs> so that's why so that is genuinely the reason why I do not really write anything. If I do write something and that's typically only going to like loved ones more so exclusively my significant other um i do you ready for this this yeah. is where and it's i have something talk. to comment about what you just said i will put a wax seal on the card wow right right unbelievable so if you get a card even just if it just says an idea love harrison or from harrison or something like that and it's got my quarter of a second chicken scratch on it but it's got a wax seal on it because i literally never mail anything so if it's a sentimental piece you're getting a wax seal and i'm the only person that i've ever met that puts a wax seal on a card wow yeah wow. so that's love that that's when i get serious yeah you get a card from me and it's like a real sincere card you're getting a wax seal and that means i almost burned my goddamn house down to get that thing on there <laughs> so you should be appreciative <laughs> of that so, I know I have bad, bad handwriting. Sure. Right? I do it anyway. I'm insecure about my handwriting. Okay. But I still send them out. Bro, brave. Because I think it's good to show your vulnerabilities, you know, with sure. people. Sure. You know? So, I think it builds trust. Sure. You know, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not, you know? Fair enough. It's good, though. It's important. And it's memorable. It It varies. I'm going to be known as the guy with the bad handwriting. <laughs> I don't even let people see my handwriting. Dude, when I, I, I swear to God this is a true story. i got to get back to my buddy Billy story. But it's but good to be remembered. It is. So, like, when I go to the post office, like, to mail things, if I can't print it out because I don't have a printer here, i got to send it to John. John's got to print it for me. Um, if I need something written, I'll ask somebody in the post office to write it for me, like if it's an address. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I need you to do me a favor. Like, you don't know who I am. I need you to write this address on here because I need it to get there. Mm -hmm. And if it's my handwriting, it's not going to get there. <laughs> um, so back to my, 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 my story, my buddy Billy, whose birthday just passed. Um, 
I called him on his birthday. I'm probably one of the few people that will call you on your birthday. If you mean something to me, chances are pretty good you're going to get a phone call from me on you your birthday. You called me on my birthday. I did. Yeah. I also call a bunch of people on major holidays. So I don't know if I called you on Thanksgiving. I, I think tried, you did. Uh, but I – so for the audience that's listening, um, I called – I think I made like 80 phone calls in one hour. Wow! On my way to my grandma's house. Good for you. Man. So she lived up in New. She lives up in New Hyde Park. So, literally left the house, and every single second the phone ended, I would just pick. I would call the next person, and the next person, and the next person, and the next. And and like, out of probably the 80 calls that I made, I would say probably 10 percent picked up. So most of my drive was just. Dial tones. Did you leave voicemails? I left voicemails. Hey, Harrison. Just you know, it's Harrison. I just wanted to wish you and your family, you know, a happy, you know, a happy Thanksgiving. That goes a long way. Just want to say I'm thankful for your friendship. Yeah. And yeah. that is the one thing when people when they return that call, you could tell that they just went through something emotional. Like mm-hmm. their friends that they thought were friends don't even call them on yeah. the holidays. Yeah. And I'm doing it, and I barely. I don't want to say I barely know, but. I've only known these people for a short period of time. Yeah. That is when, like, people are like, so my buddy Billy called him on his birthday. He's like, dude, one other person called me. I'm like, wow. I'm like, who? He goes, my dad. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he goes, you are a real friend. Like, yeah. you're the only person. He goes, I got a couple text messages, but you're the only other person that called me. Wow. Oh, my God damn. Yeah. Dude, phone's, I like phone's hearing. a powerful I weapon, like bro. He- yeah, I like hearing that. So, How old are you? 27? 27, yeah. Yeah, and not a lot of twenty-seven-year-olds are doing that, bro. Not not even a lot of twenty-seven-year-olds will pick up a phone. And you may call be the somebody. you may be the only one. Probably, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. You know, there's people are okay. People are content with different things in life. Me, you know, I'm not content with the normal shit. Mm-hmm. That's why I started my own business. Yeah, you know, if if, if I you know I could have gotten a cushy job up in New York City have the or Long safety. Island. Have yeah, the had the safety, you know. You're taking a risk. Steady 40 hours. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, and you walked in. You're like, dude, you got some, you know, you just. Oh, yeah. This place is great. Yeah. I just, I walk around with zero fucks. I was not expecting All the this. time. All the time. Thanks, man. Really Appreciate nice. Appreciate it. So, really nice. It's coming along. Yeah. Need some more work, but it's coming along. Yeah. And, uh, but I really respect what you're doing with this. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know, because it's got to be uncomfortable for you in a way. Or Bro. maybe it was when you first started even, it. Dude, even still, man. Even still. It is. Like, you know like that meme when it's like the, it's like the guy and he, there's two buttons and he's like, you know, the hand looks like it's vibrating. It's like, yeah. you know, easy route, hard route. That's like essentially my life. Like there's so many times where like I try to explain to people, people like, oh, it must be so nice to be your own boss. You could do whatever you want. Like, and they're like, oh, it's, mu-, you know, you went whitewater rafting this weekend. There's you a left- balance though. Yeah. You right? went golfing again. You went golfing so, again. So I can relate to where you're coming from, Sure, you know, because I'm building a practice. I've been building a practice for mm-hmm. the last several years. I'm a financial planner. Absolutely. You know, so I, yeah. So I look for, you know, people to help. Right. And I try to look for as many people that I can help because, you know, that'll increase uh, business and I'm very passionate about it. And, uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to shut off. So when you're not actually physically at work. Right. And you go home at night. The entrepreneur typically has a hard time, like just shutting down. Oh, my God. Dude. Do you do you experience that? Shut it. Oh yeah, that's why I do. That's why I indulge in the devil's lettuce sometimes. <laughs> I could say that because I've said it before on the show. But um, 
Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. it's not, I'm not trying to knock One on, of my good friends. I'm not knocking, passed. yeah, I'm not knocking on, like, the nine to five. No, you know, it's not like, for everybody. Look, it's a lot of risk. Like, Yeah, it's, it's a lot of risk. Sure. And it takes time. You know. And a lot of people who start out as an entrepreneur, they may give up because they're not patient enough. Yeah, it's patience you know? and it's and it's determination and drive. Patience and and persistence. Um, you know, you know it's it, you know everybody looks at Jeff Bezos and and we'll just use Jeff Bezos because everybody knows Jeff Bezos. Um, you know, even Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk. He had an issue with Tesla. There was an issue with Tesla cars. He slept in his warehouse for like two or three months on the concrete floor and worked like sixteen hour days to help get Tesla like where it's at. Jeff Bezos, there's a there's a famous picture of him sitting in a warehouse with like literally painted on the wall like freehand Amazon. Yeah. Like Apple started out of a garage. You know, people more so like even though I have like a lot of friends that are super supportive, like they're just they're also kinda like you know, we need to look out for Harrison because if this shit fails, we got to make sure he's, like, on the right track still, like, in, in progressing along in life. But, you know, I go out. I golf frequently. I literally do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I cursed intentionally because I think people don't understand how much freedom I have. I literally ha- live by zero rules. Yeah. With the exception of the speed limits. With that, <laughs> nobody sees that I leave my office at 12, 1, 2 in the morning. Right. So almost seven days a week. Yeah. I give the girlfriend the weekends, you know, to some degree. Even she doesn't get the full weekend. And otherwise, I'm planted in front of that computer, hammering away. Yeah, yeah. You make the most of your time, though, that you have. Yes. Like a lot of people in that environment sure. will take advantage of it. Oh, you know, yeah. Some people need to be micromanaged. Oh, yes. Big you time. Know? And I personally, this is my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think it's really like you're born with it, right? So To some degree, I would say. You know, and it's like your upbringing. Sure. You know, you can be proactive or you can kind of just, you know, sit back and just take things as they come to you. So so here's something crazy, and I don't want to divulge how much money I've made and make, but. Wow. Big, yeah. Big swinging. No, just I'm not not one of those people. I try to be humble. But like literally this week alone, I closed more money in deals than some people make in a year in one week. I feel like that was in like a rap video. Oh, probably. (laughs) Probably, honestly. But like, but I, you know, I work my balls off for it. But the first year of business, I only made, I think, like $20,000 in, you know, in, in, in money. And then that 20 grand, like who could survive on 20 grand? You know, and now, not that I'm killing it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing okay. That's for sure. But, you know, it's like I eat shit every day to go, you know, to go play nine holes of golf, to go play 18 holes of golf, to go shotgun shooting. We're going shotgun shooting tomorrow, by the way, if you want to come. Um, It was in my email if you're around. Um, But, like. People look at, like, the exterior and they're like, oh, Harrison's up in Maine. Harrison's, you know, Harrison's down in Florida. Harrison's down in Georgia. You know, Harrison's, you know, Harrison's on a road trip. Like, what's Harrison doing now? Like, they don't realize that I put more hours in one week than they probably actually get work done in one month. Yeah. Think about it. If you're a, if you're a full-time employee, you're working 40 hours a week. You're probably going to the bathroom, not even kidding you, five hours a week because you probably don't like your job or you're just sitting there doing nothing because I was there at one point. Um, 
you're talking to people by the water cooler, you're taking longer lunches than you're supposed to, you're honestly probably only working 20 to 25 hours a week. So in my 80-hour week... It's probably less than that. Oh, uh, probably. But it's of actual productivity. I heard through multiple resources that the average person actually works two hours a day. No. Two hours a day. For real? Yeah, of productive work. Dude, that's nothing. Yeah. Dude, I get two hours of work done in, in the first two hours of my day. And I'm not even productive in the morning. Yeah. Like, that's just like, okay, R&D, like, looking up what things are going, like, what's going on? How's this moving? How's this moving? Like, I do two things during lunch. I watch YouTube videos. Yeah. 50% of the time, it's probably somebody making food because I love cooking. And the other 50% of the time, it's probably somebody in my industry talking about something new that's happening, and I need to know about it. Yeah. That's what I watch. <laughs> but, like, back in the day, like, when I worked for somebody else... You didn't watch that shit. You played video games. You did this. You did this. And I'm not lying. You know, I would be lying if I said I don't play video games. I play video games. There's only so many hours a day you could actually work, you know, but you could be before your mind needs a break. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, it's it's full force all the time. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no off switch. It drives my girlfriend nuts. She's like, what? She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. She's like, what's wrong? Yeah. I'm like, nothing. She's like, what's wrong? I go, nothing is wrong. I'm just thinking about work, like emails I, sh- I sent out or emails I might have forgotten to send out or a deal or did I put this piece of code in right or did this, you know, and she's like, Jesus Christ, you know, and then there's other times where I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, because I probably have too much, I don't want to say too much free time, but I probably think too much on things, but she's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I'm looking at the world. Like, <laughs> it's amazing how we live on this gigantic rock covered in water. There's life that somehow magically formed here. Conditions worked out for humans to be involved or to live, the earth is literally spinning around a giant ball of fire floating in what nobody can figure out. Mm -hmm. And we can't even see the edges of it. Yeah. And she's like, what is going on in your brain? (laughs) Like, this is what happens to me all the time. That is me. I should have just made that into a story. (laughs) That would have been great. You want to know who Harrison Barron is? This is him. (laughs) He works and thinks about the universe. Too much. But yeah, that's me, bro. I respect that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm a nut. But yeah. back to picking your own life. Like, that's the world that we decided on. Yeah. It's your life. You know? So the thing that I, fu- that I really respect about you is that you have a sense of urgency. It's got to get done. Every single day. Dude, and I, and I, can, I can relate to that. Sure. Um, you know? I met with a guy today. Um, I don't want to say who he is because uh, he's a nice guy and, and stuff like that. But he's in one of these... Like CEO mastermind groups. So for people that are listening, it's people that literally own businesses. They all get together and they just help each other solve problems. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to a couple of these now. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it's for me. He's like, he's like, oh, why do you say that? I go, I don't know, man. It's either I'm too resourceful or I'm too smart. He's like, what do you, what do you mean? I go, last time I was at one thing, somebody was talking about an employee who was a good employee but bringing down the culture of, of the office. You know, for and they're like they've had this problem now for like six months. Yeah, my immediate reaction is fire that dude mm-hmm. or chick, whatever it is, fire that person. That person does not belong in that company. I don't care if they have bills to pay. I don't care if they have a family. I'm not ruthless. They obviously do not care about their family if they're going to ruin the culture at work and potentially lose their job. I don't care how valuable you are. Yeah, you're out. Done. I don't need that. No, nothing good comes from negativity ever no you know 
some somebody thought about going to the moon, right? There was probably a negative person that goes, "That's dumb." Mm-hmm. Well, look at what we did. We went to the moon. We yeah. got there. Yeah. You know, if we didn't, if some, if we listened to the guy that was negative, we would have never gotten there. Yeah. Same principle applies. That that's just me. You know, I'm like, just, I don't understand what people think are problems. Everybody's got the same problem of getting more business. There's no doubt about that. There's, n- I've never met somebody that's like, I've got all the business in the world. Yeah. But other than that, like, these people ask questions, and I'm like, I just drove 45 minutes here. I could have Googled for 30 minutes and found the answer, and I would have probably found it in l- way less time than that or watched a YouTube video of oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a YouTube video for everything. Everything out there now. Right. I don't know. I'm a lunatic. Who knows? I don't think so. But you grind, bro. You grind. And you grind up from the most beautiful place on Long Island, I think. Where is that? Long, Long Beach, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I actually don't live there anymore. Where do you live now? Woodbury. Oh, you like moved? Like right, right next to my office. You dog. Why'd you move? Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's a long commute. Really? Yeah, it's like 40 minutes each way, 45 minutes. So I And moved. you didn't think it was worth it? So it is and it's not. It is in the summertime. It's not in the winter. Yeah. But I would say. But I, it's funny. I found myself going to the beach more mm-hmm. when I didn't live in Long Beach. Yes. When I was there. Yep. Like I counted. Literally, I had to think back and count how many times I went to the beach last year, last summer. Yeah. It was five. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. So I don't know if that's just like a function of, um, you it's know. It's too easy to get there. Yeah, you just you you're too like comfortable, you know. You don't like I don't know. Plus, I work a lot. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I don't have a lot of beach time. Beach times beach times tough because the in my opinion, the best time for the beach is during the week. Yeah, I hate I hate congested areas, and I hate being surrounded by a lot of people. Yeah, I love talking to people. I hate being surrounded by a lot of people, especially people I don't know. If it's people I know, it's easier. Yeah. But for me, very taxing. I don't like large crowded rooms, none of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's just I don't know. So that's funny because I'm kind of like an introvert. Really? Yeah. I'm definitely secretly an introvert, but I'm a hardcore extrovert. I don't don't think you can be both. You absolutely can. Okay, maybe you are. Because, dude, my favorite time of the day, favorite time of the day, 10 out of 10, 6 o'clock till like 10 o'clock at night. Nobody is bothering me. Well, that's why I wake up at awesome. 4.45 a.m. every single day. Yeah, I'm sleeping, bro. I only went to bed three hours before you woke up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because from 4.45 to, let's say, 8 o'clock, no one's calling your phone. Nobody. That's my time. Nobody. Yeah. You can be selfish. That's my I'm time. A, I'm just a night owl. I'd yeah. much rather... That sets up my day. My brain needs to get like the juices flowing before anything productive is happening so like especially after this this past week so people that are listening to this have already heard my buddy eric's podcast but he turned me on this book they uh can't hurt me by david goggins now i know i knew who david goggins was i knew he had the book i didn't realize how powerful the book was read the book in three days on audible listened to the book in three days um 14 hours crushed it um i've been to the gym every single day with the exception of today only because i had an early morning meeting and already feel my life slowly coming back together again. When did you uh, listen to that book? This weekend. 
this past weekend. Yeah. All the way up to Minerva. Five and a half hours to Minerva, five and a half hours to Pocorita. Where is Minerva? All the way upstate. Really? It's an hour. It's about an hour north like of by Lake Finger George. Lakes? Yeah. Yeah. Finger Lakes are like 30 minutes away. Yeah. Up there. There's wow. nothing left. It's just Canada after that for the most part. <laughs> it's, it's really like you're like, you look at it on the map, you're like, holy shit, I'm almost there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Um, cool though. It's re- you know it's a nice it's a nice. I would never want to live there. It's too rural for me. Um, or if I was to be there, I would want a like a summer home there. Yeah. Um. Because I can't imagine what people do for money around there. Yeah. You know, there's it's gonna be tapped out eventually. You know, I just I don't understand how those things work. Yeah. I don't know. But going back to Goggins, that dude. Bro. I mean, they say he's the toughest man or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I believe it. You know? I believe it. I think he went through SEAL uh, seal training like three times, right? Three times. Hell week, three times. Medical drop, medical drop, passed. That was it. Yep. That's insane. Nuts, bro. I first learned about him. I was reading a book about uh, Jesse Itzler. How to, living with a SEAL. Living with a SEAL. Bro. So I read that book. I read the same. Yep, when I was that. in Miami this past February. Oh, yeah? At the 10X, 10X growth, growth Comp. Yep. Are you going to the one in Vegas? Uh, I think so. Okay. I had a good time. All right. You know, go, you learned I, a lot? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just mindset. You it's know? Like, 90% of everything, yeah. You know, like, I just really try to work on limiting beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. Your thoughts between the ears. Oh, it'll get you every time. You know? Every time. Can't yeah, let them get to you. Exactly. You so, learn how to power through those, you're in. Yeah, and going to those things kind of helps you. Sure. You know, and it's a good refresher. Sure. So, I mean, I read that book, Living with a Seal, in Miami yeah. on the beach. Uh-huh. It took me, I don't know, two hours, two and a half hours. But it To was read the, the whole book? Yeah, it was the first book. What? That I've ever read, and uh-huh. I've read a good amount of books. You're a fast reader. Yeah, I mean, I've read a good amount of books. It's the first book that I've literally literally read start to finish in one sitting. I was that into it. Oh, so you were reading lo- – you read it in two and a half hours? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not a long book. I, I haven't seen I it. I think it's like 200 pages. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It took him forever to finish to, – to read the whole book on, on Audible. But then again, you spe- you're, you're reading it at a much slower rate than you're – you're speaking it at a much slower rate than then you you're would reading read it. it. Yeah. yeah, I think so, so. You know, it probably doesn't take that long to get through most books, but I just, I can't sit there and read. Yeah. What is it on Audible? I'm curious to know how long it is. Because I've listened to it before. It's probably double. It's probably four hours. No, it's longer than that. Is it's it? way longer. Yeah. Then there's breaks, too. You also got to remember. And it's Jesse, Jesse reading it. Yeah. Um, let's see. And he's a very charismatic speaker. So he spoke at the 10X yeah. Growth Con. Sure. And he, I, in my opinion, he was my favorite speaker. Uh, oh, it's only I, five hours and 18 minutes. I thought it was longer Yeah, and I'm not that. being biased because he's from Long Island. I yeah. don't know if you know that. Yep, he is. Uh, great book. Great book. Um, build Your Life Resume. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Oh, my God. Is that, is that David Goggins in the, in the book cover? doesn't even look like him. That's not him. I was going to say, that doesn't look no, like David. No, 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 that's not him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why his picture's not on there, but that's not him. Yeah, great book. Living with a Great the book. Um, yeah, I think it's in like a New York Times bestseller. And 
David Goggins' book blows us out of the water. Really? Yeah. I knew I was going to get that reaction out of you. Yeah. Dude, nuts. Really? Nuts. So Living with a Seal has got to be four to 500 pages then because if this is only 200 pages and that's five hours. But, yeah. No, no, no. Living with a you mean Can't Hurt Me is probably four to 500 pages. Yeah. 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 Um, because it's, it was four, 13 hours and 45 minutes oh, for the wow. book. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like reading a book and just, like, picking it apart. You know, there's, like, so many things you can take away. I've read. I will know everything about a book. I've read one book in my life. Ever. Yeah, but you've listened to books. I listen to a lot of books, yeah. but I've only read. Sorry, one and a half books. Yeah, it's same same thing. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad cover to cover. Robert Kiyosaki. Yep, that's a line by book. line, and I'm the slowest reader on the face of this earth. I'm glad you read that book at a young age, <sighs> dude. So powerful. Yeah, so a lot powerful. of good takeaways. So, if anybody's listening to this and you haven't read that book, ten out of ten. Yeah, and that book just to tell the audience, right? Mm-hmm. I guess the premise of that book is, you know, the millionaires in the U.S. or probably all over the world are not who you think they are. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. They're the frugal. They could be the blue-collar workers. Sure. Living in okay neighborhoods. Yep. That really curb their spending. Yeah, that, that figured out how money works. Yeah. You know, just buy necessities. That's it, man. People just... Dude, I, I uh, so I had. Do you know Diane Johnston? Brings She's about. a financial advisor. I just had her on too, just before you, and a lot of financial advisors lately. But wow, what? Really? Yeah, because you guys all want to speak to like people. Hmm. Um, you know, good luck getting a doctor on. Doctors don't want to talk to people. Yeah, you know, think about it. They spent thirteen years of their life confined to books and ten people. And now all of a sudden, they, you're, somebody's inviting them to go on a podcast where they got to no. talk and be recorded. Dude, they barely have time to speak to patients with yeah. all the paperwork they're yeah. doing. Yeah, yep. I mean, look, you know, even lawyers. But out of everybody that's been willing to come on the show, financial advisors are the easiest. No doubt about that. Really? Yeah, no doubt about that. Cool. A financial advisor finds, finds out about it, and I'm, they're like, oh, my God, can I be on the show? I'm like, no. They're like, what do you mean? I go, I handpick everybody. <laughs> and they're like, I go, honestly... I don't want to say you're not going to make the cut. I just don't think that you'd be the best guest possible that I could bring on. Yeah. So you're selective. Yeah. And I go, it's nothing against you. You're a very nice person, but uh, you have to be able to talk to me without the demon in your hand. Yeah. For an hour and a half. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) And they're like, oh, they're like, I can talk about finance for an hour and a half. I go, I know you can. It's not a finance podcast. No, that's not what I want to know about you. Yeah. People want to learn about you. Yep. You know, find your topic's gonna. You know, your your industry's gonna come up. It's just like, think about it. We've barely talked about finance this entire time, and we've been recording for. We haven't been recording at all. I totally forgot to hit record. I'm just kidding. We're 37 minutes in already. Oh my god, dude! It goes like <laughs> it goes like that. It goes like that. It's so fast, dude. We're halfway done. Yeah. Wow. Almost, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nuts. So I didn't know that you get a lot of interest from financial. Bro, it's so bad. Really? And and I and I feel horrible, but it, you know even the more eager ones, like typically the best guests that I've had in my opinion are the people I had to beg to come on the show. Mm-hmm. Beg, I mean like, come on, please just come on the show, come on the show, come on the show. Yeah. 
But then finally they come on the show. And then even then, the show, in my opinion, sucks for, like, the first half. Really? But the second half is where the gold is. Yeah. It's all, that's almost always the case. Because so many people are like, oh, my God. There's a microphone recording everything I'm going to say. What like if I? Me. I've yeah. never done this before. Yeah, but you're a natural. This How is am easy. I doing? This is easy. Oh, you're killing it. <laughs> there's, dude, there's so many, there's some people that I'm like, I feel like you I'm You guys taking... like this? Drop a comment. Yeah, basically. Basically. <laughs> like, there's times where I'm like, I'm going in with, like, pliers, you know, to pull, you know, a front tooth out, let alone a molar to, like, yeah. extract information with these people. Yeah. And then, you know... S- and and I've had people come up to me at the end of the show. They're like, dude, I've never said, like, I've never even told some people these stories. And, like, I told them on your show. And I'm like, one, that means a well, lot. Well, what's the name of the show? The Brutally Honest Podcast. Exactly. Got to be honest, bro. Yeah. Got to be honest. And I'll call people. I've called people out It's of like going to therapy. Here? What good is therapy if you're not telling the truth? I don't know. I've never been to therapy. Many people have. I'm sure. Have you been to therapy? Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude. You like I'm, it? I'm big into, like, self-development. I meditate. Yeah, that that's good. Big fan of meditation. I, I'm not con- consistent with meditation. I don't I, think you need to be. Okay. I don't think you need to be uh, consistent. Okay. As long as you do it. Teach me. What, meditation? Yeah, how do you do it? Dude, Headspace, bro. Okay. Best app in the world. That's an app. Yeah, I use an app for it. Uh, okay. But I also, I like sitting in silence. Um, I like sitting in silence. I try to... Not let my mind wander. Um, yeah. I like to think of the mind as the best weapon the world has ever, you know, that's ever been created. So what do you do? You focus on your breathing? Focus on my breathing. Yeah. Just quiet. Yeah. Um, really just decompress. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I only need like one or two minutes, you know, mm. especially if it's like a big deal coming up or a big meeting. Um, before I'll get there five minutes early and I'll just sit in my car and just, you know, close my mm. eyes, knock my head back. And even if I'm... Like, not like, oh, my God, I got to focus on my breathing and how everything feels in my body. Like, just letting my mind be like, bro, you don't have to think about work right now. You don't have to think about the gym. You don't have to think about your next meal. I think a lot of – this is totally me speaking, not, like, trying to, like, be an ass. But (laughs) I think a lot of people – really just get caught up in a lot of fucking bullshit in their life. Yeah. Like, really toxic shit. Like, I used to get really angry at my ex-girlfriend when she used to watch, like, Kardashians and shit like that. Really? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, what do you mean? I go, that shit is poison. Uh Literally poison for you. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean it's poison? I go, like, what, what, what are you fucking learning from this? Like, now I'm getting vulgar. But, like, what do you what you're watching other people's fake problems on TV that literally can solve most of we'll say a large chunk of the world's issues with all the with the amount of money they have. Literally they do not have rules in their life. They own private jets, they own the nicest cars there for the face on the face of this earth. They have access to literally anybody at any time. They probably have Donald Trump's phone number. I could probably guarantee it. Yeah. One of them has Donald Trump's cell phone number in their pocket. No doubt about it. Probably Obama's, the Clintons, and everybody else as well. Yeah. What are you going to get out of this? Like, if I watch something, I watch something to get something out of it. Yeah. Even if it's, like, I watch Stranger Things. Like, even if it makes me question reality for, like, a quarter of a second, that's good. But, like, Jersey Shore, Kardashians, 
uh, Mob Wives, all you know, and I'm I don't mean to trash talk those specific shows, but like reality TV, garbage for your brain. It is like, but it sells. Oh my god, it's entertainment. Yeah, like I don't know. Like if I'm gonna do anything, people like yeah, but you play video games. I'm like, but at least I'm interacting with people. I'm I'm challenging my ability, my reaction time, and building sequences in my brain if it's Fortnite and anybody that hasn't played Fortnite you build structures and things like that like you never played it oh my god great yeah. game but <laughs> I like, think the the champ of Fortnite just won like 3 million bucks 3 million 16, 16, 16 year old kid years old yep booga killing it bro what's booga that's his name that's his Fortnite name oh you know the name yeah dude i follow Fortnite people really i'm not like huge into it but like i'll know like some of the champions and some of the bigger players yeah, yeah. um yeah dude he's you know he gained 153,000 subscribers on YouTube for winning. Just that many people found out about him. Went, me too, included. I'm like, who's this kid? Wow. Never heard, him, heard, never heard about him before. You know, he he could have been in the scene, but like he wasn't cream of the crop as far as like getting attention. Dude, that's a lot of money to win that. Dude, that's Fortnite. nothing, bro. Wait, hold on. Nothing. Dude, if I told you how much some of these programmers make, your jaw would hit the floor. Really. That play Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite, League of Legends, Apex yeah. now. Um, yeah, look at Ninja. Ninja's bringing home a couple million a month. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know anything about video games. Ninja's the kid with the blue hair. Nothing. Everybody's seen him on the news. He's all over the news. He's like He was like one of the first people that got attention when people were making millions of dollars on Twitch, which is the live streaming service for video games. But, but uh, I do hear like the world's best programmers are like from people who play video games. Oh yeah, right. It's it's You've heard it's that. reaction. It's getting things together to yeah. work how you want them to work. Um, let's see, top ten highest earning gamers in the world. Let's see, League of Legends is probably number one. I would find it hard to believe otherwise. Uh, let's go just the number one here. Uh, is it Faker? <laughs> no. Who the heck is this? Uh, German player Kiro. Still. Where's the crown for the highest earning gamer in the world as of 2018 with a whopping earnings of $4 million? Um, defense of the Asian. Oh, Dota won. Wow, I'm surprised Dota's up there. I didn't think Dota was going to be. Uh, what is this? He's Dota. Is he Dota? Dota's a video game, by the way. Dota 2. Uh, dude, these guys are making millions of dollars. And that's not even including endorsements, dude. That's the crazy part. Then you start to get endorsements and stuff like that. Nuts. Wow. Yeah, bro. This is like stupid money. Yeah. And it's only growing. Only growing. I mean, look, I I never used to watch video games ever. Not that I watch it all that much now, but I definitely pop in every once in a while and check it out. Mm -hmm. What game is this? Team Liquid. For any of my video games listeners, you will know who Team Liquid is. Who's your audience? Nobody knows, man. Nobody <laughs> knows. I wish I could say people knew, but you, nobody knows. There's yeah. the the analytics and reporting on podcasts is so poor. Really? So poor. Um there's the analytics is terrible. The I know that I have 36,000 down, uh downloads mm. on my stuff, but that's only what I actually know, that's not what I don't know. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, dude, I put. I remember when I used to get excited about a podcast getting like 20 or 30 or f- plays. Now it's like, if I break 150, I'm happy. Like, and that's just on SoundCloud. That's not including any other platform. Wow. 
like That's good, yeah. So it's get it's definitely gotten up there. And then as YouTube comes into play more and stuff like that, it's definitely gonna um, continuously keep growing. There's yeah. there's no doubt about that. I'm trying to find these find more uh, more gamers here. Oh, it is that dude. Wow, I would have never guessed. <laughs> Uh, Fortnite. Oh, Booga, here it is, three million. He just he just got he's number ten now in the in the world for I think this is winnings. Hmm. This is not anything else. Wow. Um Not um, sponsors. Not sponsors. Who sponsors no. them? Bro, what? Dude, you're getting Red Bull signed deals, you're getting monster really? signed deals, you're getting video game oh PC God. makers to sign deals. Bro, you're getting car sponsorships. Bro, and You'll get water bottle sponsorships. Wow, dude, it I is did not know that. ridiculous. How you know this is just this is just earnings. I'm surprised how much money is in Dota too. Faker here is wow. He's number sixty. He's only made a million too in in, in uh, League of Legends. Wow, hmm. mind blown. Now we get into the Fortnite. They're in the seventies, but uh, dude, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And then you get and then and this is that's earnings. That's not including Twitch. That's not including anything else. You know, Tifu was super popular. He just got into uh, – he just sued his, his – uh, um, we'll, call, we'll call it the agency uh, net worth. What's his net worth? His net worth is probably over 10. 5 million. How old is he? 17? <sighs> uh, 21. <laughs> wow. Yep, video games, bro. It's unbelievable. Uh, what's uh, Ninja's net worth? Ninja net worth. Uh, Ninja's net worth is $10 million. Ah, I would have guessed more. Actually, I don't think that's right at all. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't, uh, considering he was making almost a million dollars a month playing Fortnite all of last year. Wow. So That's a crazy industry. Crazy, bro. Is it more international or oh, yeah. domestic? Yeah, we're not dealing with the United States. This is no. the whole world. Like yeah. Russia? Everybody, bro. Everybody. Video games are the biggest thing in the world. Right. The only the only person that, in my opinion, that is the actually I would say, the most imp- the most powerful person on the face of this earth, is and I know you'll never guess this, so I'm gonna tell you, never PewDiePie. No idea who that is. The number one YouTuber in the world. Really? Yep. How many subscribers? I'm gonna tell you right now, because I haven't looked in a while. PewDiePie. P- P- so for anyone looking him up. P-E-W-D-I-E-P-I-E, all one word, 99 million. Wow. Without a doubt. And his and what's his following what's his gig? is like loyal as could be. Like ridiculous. Really? They're so loyal to, to him that uh, – do you know about YouTube Rewind? Every no. year YouTube brings like the top creators and um, – Brings in the top creators and then they uh, they make like this this montage video of, um, you know what they're doing and, and all that kind of stuff and they like they make these cool little videos and I think it was two or three years ago PewDiePie got kicked out because of the Wall Street Journal two guys in the Wall Street Journal investigated PewDiePie because he hired people on Fiverr F I V E R R and on Fiverr you can get people to do anything for for literally like five dollars and what, what's Fiverr Fiverr is just a website that you can go through. You could buy anything on there, literally. Like as far as like services, okay. you can get videos done, like all that kind of stuff. Um, 
but people will do it like voiceovers. It's great, great place to find voiceovers. So if I make a little video and I need a voiceover, I can type out what I want, and somebody with like a super deep voice can come in and wow. do things. So like for like five or ten bucks, you know, sometimes they charge per word and stuff like that. And um, so I paid somebody on Fiverr to like w- like it was a total joke for one of for a couple of videos, and like made some things, and they were like. Uh, and then, like, they made it, like, anti-Semitic. And he's like, look at these guys. Like, they're so stupid. Like, whatever. Like, totally made fun of them. The Wall Street Journal guys exposed that he was sponsored by Disney. Yeah. Disney pulled out. And then um, pretty wild. But he, he actually just made a video of him going on Google to look his net, look at his net worth. And people on Google said, oh, like, look, his net worth is, like, $20 million. And he literally looks at the video and he goes, look at how much money they think I'm worth. This is a joke. I'm <laughs> worth way more than that. <laughs> He goes, my bank account has way more than that in it. Like, just purely flat out says, I'm way richer than $20 million. Wow. And, like, so back to his fan base. His fan base is so loyal that he has his own custom chair that he sits in, kind of like that gaming chair over there. They knew that you that the, per, the person stamping the seal of approval on YouTube would never catch the cartoon that they put into the um, – the YouTube Rewind, and they got his chair into, which is probably close to as famous as he is, just because he's the only person that had that chair and they custom designed the chair, into that video. That is how loyal his followers are. Like, they slip that in without anybody noticing. Wow. Wow. Most powerful person on the, plate, on the face of this earth. If, like, talk about something, like, do you think Hillary Clinton killing somebody's crazy? <laughs> this dude, bro. This dude. Nuts. PewDiePie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hillary Clinton ain't got shit on him. How old is he? 30, maybe. Really? How old is PewDiePie? Yeah, dude. This has gone totally in a different direction. 29 years old. Wow. Worth, I would, if I had to guess, 150 million. Really? Works out of his house with a YouTube channel. Wow. Edits videos all day. Good for him. Killing it, bro. Killing it. That's what I guess. I would even venture to say he's probably worth more than that wow yeah dude that's crazy and on top of that i did not know that there was that much money in that space Bro. yeah i mean i i kind of like Bro. i feel like i just missed that yeah video game generation you know like we grew up playing madden and some other stuff but look there's uh ninja's not that old yeah i think he's actually older than pewdiepie how old is Ninja? People are like, who's this ninja guy? <laughs> Who is he? He's 28. Yeah. 91. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, the video game industry, you know, now that I play to go competitively, I just play to like relax the mind. Nuts. So you still play every day? No, not every day. Okay. Not every, I've toned it down quite a bit. I yeah. like, I used to play a lot. Yeah. But like but i've always grown up with video games i've like we were saying in the beginning i've always had a computer i've always had technology just got really good at it went to school for computer programming constantly involved in it worked at an it company constantly involved in it mm-hmm. starting a media company constantly involved in it by the way speaking of media m- new movie called the great hack i think i've talked about it a couple times on here sick Really? Who's in that? Anybody starring in it? No, like, it's just, just a total documentary. No namers. It's all. It's a documentary. Oh, okay. uh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a documentary on basically how everything we see, do, and watch is all influenced by major companies that have more data than we can ever imagine on us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I blew somebody's mind the other day. Think about it. It's right? on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Um, you go to you go to Amazon, right? You look at for a car part, right? You still drive the Infinity. Uh, yeah. So you drive an Infinity black, right? It's like dark gray. Dark gray. Yeah. So something happens to your Infinity, you're like gunmetal. Ah, yo, <laughs> we don't want to offend anybody, but gunmetal, manly words. Um, <laughs> But, like, you Google or you, you look for a part on Amazon for that car, whatever it may be. Amazon can then immediately assume that you probably have that car, right? Right. Safe assumption that you're yeah. buying a piece for that car, especially if you buy multiple things for that car. Now, they could take that information and give it to Google and Facebook. And if you think that they don't trade information all day, you are a clown. But now Facebook knows that you own an Infinity, Right. And you probably had to give you the Infinity uh, dealership that you bought it from your email address. Mm -hmm. They know that you own Infinities. Now that dealership can then run ads against you for owning an Infinity. Oh, yeah. So you're, what you're trying to say is that the whole world knows that I own an Infinity? More than likely. Yeah. It's Yeah. At least, you know, anybody that really wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It, yeah. Dude, it's crazy, man. It really is. Photo recognition. You put it on Instagram. Chances are good it's there. You know, videos, video recognition, audio recognition, all that kind of stuff. For anyone that, you know, have you ever seen a deep fake? No. Bro. <laughs> How are you alive? <laughs> what? You haven't seen a deep fake? Oh, my God. Deep fake. Let's go. Oh, man. You're about to be so mind blown. Really? Dude, so mind blown. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I haven't seen these videos yet, but we're going to watch one of them real quick. We can turn the audio up. So I'm okay with you knowing everything that I'm doing on your website. And let me turn on the audio here. So this is a picture of Harder doing a impression. Oh my god, did you realize it's a different person now? Yeah. Yeah, crazy, right? Deep fake. <laughs> they've gotten be they've gotten even better with them. They have one of Joe I think it, there's Joe Rogan was like the super famous one of of the deep fake. Uh Joe Rogan. That is wild. Fake. Dude, nah, it's deep fake with uh, Taylor Swift on the Joe Rogan experience. Deep fake. Let's see here. Obviously, you probably have a more male-dominated audience than I would. Yeah, but guys bring their girlfriends. The girlfriends like, fuck him. Oh my god. Dude, how crazy is that?
He changed his voice too. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. He's probably talking like that to like make fun of somebody. Oh, it's Taylor Swift. But that's like one version of it. But I've literally seen people automate like um there somebody came up with technology where it's a news anchor presenting. Yeah. And then they take the news anchor footage, they scan somebody's face with these cameras. And then that guy's face then controls all the facial movements of that anchor. And anything that he says comes out of that anchor's mouth. So he's like literally on TV and he's like, look at my eyes. They're just moving like this. And you see the anchor that would never, ever make eye movements and weird movements like that with their face doing that. And he's like, look, and I'm going to call myself, I'm a pussycat. And doing all this. Like, it's just crazy. And you're like, real time, bro. This is happening in real time. And then. John's in there and he's like, oh, I'm watching news. I'm watching the news. I'm like, why? He's like, he's like, yeah, I just want to get caught up for the day. I'm like, dude, it's all fake. It's all fake, bro. It's all fake. And he's like, look at this. Epstein, Epstein's got broken neck bones. I'm like, of course he does. He was murdered. We all know this already. Come on, let's get, let's, let's not, you know, but on the flip side of things, chances are pretty good he might not even be dead. They just shipped him off to an island in the middle of nowhere that nobody knows where he is living alone with a bunch of kids. Could you imagine that? What? Oh, dude. If, if that was true. I would put money on the fact that it's true. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It, I'm sorry. I, assume I thought he committed suicide. Bro, come on. No? Come on, bro. Come on. All right. That's what um, the papers say. Oh, God. Fake news. <laughs> I don't say it's fake because I don't care about, like, what, um, you know, what agency is putting out the news it's just all controlled we only find out what they want you to find out like at this point you know if you're a snitch you're gonna die there's no doubt about it like if you're you know it's it's just the way of the world at this point you know it's too easy to fake somebody's death it's too easy to fake you know there's there's too much money in the world for somebody to get paid off there's too much everything out there and you know with what i know about how data is manipulated and stories could be manipulated and all this kind of stuff dude one screw up you can't believe anything you heard about the alligator in my pool right i'm sure at this point yeah i've seen a video okay so how did that thing get in nobody knows literally nobody knows you think it was planted no you have enemies Dude, it was, so here's the funny part. So it was like eight to ten inches, right? So a lot of the news stories picked it up as an eight-inch alligator, right? One slip of the finger or some miscommunication, and all of a sudden it's in the Levittown Patches eight-foot alligator. Yeah. And it's this massive game of telephone, right? Somebody said, "Oh my God, it's, it's an eight-inch alligator." Oh, what'd you say? Oh, eight yeah. foot? Oh the my God, eight foot? And an alligator? That. Oh my God, yeah. full-size adult eight-foot alligator found in backyard pool, and then like the story just keeps getting. More screwed up over time, constantly. That's the news at this point. Because <laughs> nobody's actually reporting on it. There's some guy in Cambodia sending a message or making phone calls when he gets a chance to people over here to write out the story or he's writing it out. But, you know, the people over here that are editing it think that it's not appropriate or people aren't going to be attracted to it. So they have to spruce it up and make it sound better or make it sound worse than what it actually is. So then you take it and then it's your turn to in- in- interpret it. And you're like, oh, my God, the earth is burning down. Meanwhile, he just said it's a heat wave. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, dude. Constantly. That's that's all the news is now. I don't. The news could be depressing. It, it oh, really can. To- you know? It's less toxic than the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah, a little less toxic. Little. Yeah. There's nothing positive though. 
Yeah. There's nothing positive. Nobody watches positive shit. Yeah, there's something happening every single day where every you're like, day, bro. your jaw kind of drops. Yeah, we're we're inundated with information. Yeah, all the you watch you watch CNN all day. No, CNBC. Or C, oh CNBC. Yeah, and it's funny you brought this up. I don't know if you know this, but the market's kind of taking a dive. Yeah. Which is normal. There's that weird interest, the impending curve or something like that? Yeah. Inversion of the yield curve. Yeah, inversion. Yeah, inversion curve. Yeah, it's where the 10-year treasury goes below the two-year, which is not a good sign. Sure. Um, Housing bubble. Save all your money. Whatever it is. Don't don't sell your stocks. Yeah, no one really knows. But I just think that... The media, like we're only like six or seven percent off the highs, sure. But the media kind of makes it seem like things are really just crashing. Yeah, and they haven't. And the reason why I say that is because people panic, right? Because they watch the news. Of course, there's tons of information out there, and the media, in my opinion, mm-hmm. has lost more money for people than anybody in history. Lost how so? Just by scaring people out. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 You see the headlines? Yeah. Look, there's some guy with more money than knows what knows what to do with. But they... but Just they, saying drop the story so I could buy everything, bro. Drop yeah. it. But they do that to attract viewers. Of course. So people want to know what's going on in the news. You know, people like... People are freaking out like... Look. Yeah, but the headlines are scary. That's what they're designed to be, bro. Right. Dude, you see my emails. Houston, we have a dot, dot, dot birthday. Got like a 35% open rate. But if I put out Barron Media Group newsletter, it's like 15%. It's got to be catchy. But what I'm trying to get to is that I don't think it's in the best interest of people to read these headlines, obviously. It's terrible for you, bro. Yeah. Te- watch porn. It's better for you. <laughs> it's true. Kareem was like, I was going to share it out, and then he dropped the whole porn I thing. mean, I'd rather just go to therapy. <laughs> Bro, if I walked into a therapist and they're like, "All right, start talking," that yeah. dude would quit his job by the time I'm done. Yeah, I mean, you should go. I think everybody needs a therapist. That's what people keep telling me. They're like, you should be, a th- you know, either you should go to one or you should just be a therapist. I don't know. I'm do like, you have how about thi- do, you, do you have things on your mind that you don't share with anybody? Absolutely, bro. Yeah, it's not good to hold in. No, yeah, it is. Dude, is people. Knew, oh, All right. yeah, dude. All right. Hey, listen. That's your belief, and that's your belief. I'm not going to change it. But All right, fair enough. I believe that you should be able to, like, if something's on your mind, and you're nah, not. Nah, man. You got to keep the monsters behind the door, bro. Okay. The moment you open that door, that's my opinion. Look, <laughs> you know, look, everybody's got demons, right? Yeah. We'll just say that. Everybody's, everybody's got demons. There's no doubt about it. But it's how you control those demons. Yeah. You know, I've always been. I would like to say a mentally tough person, you know. You seem that way. Yeah, I'm also ruthless. So, ruthless. so can I ask you something? Yeah. This is the place to ask me. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you the way that you are? Like, did something happen? Oh what yeah, type? dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no doubt. We're gonna go deep real quick. You ready for this? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, God, this is the first time I'm gonna air this out. My dirty laundry right now. Uh, definitely, my parents it's used good to, to be. Vu- the, yeah. It's good to be vulnerable. Uh, my parents used to beat the shit out of me. Always used to be picked on in school. Um, always sucked at school. Terrible, terrible learning. Um, and uh, so you had insecurities growing oh, up. Oh, hardcore. Yeah. And then 
I respect uh, that, man. Yeah. I really respect that you oh, just said that. Thanks, bro. Appreciate all it. All your viewers. Um, Drop a comment. Yeah. Yeah. Comment, <laughs> like, share. Uh, but, you know, ha- like... Ha- share this with your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just don't tell my parents because they're going to be like, we never okay. beat you. Do yeah, they you watch this? What? Do they watch this? No. No chance, dude. Okay. Um, so then you're safe. Yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, super insecure as a kid. And then, like... <laughs> Went to wrestling. Wrestling beat the shit out of me. Boy Scouts helped me, like, get my life together hardcore. Um, and then just got tough. Just was like... So So let me ask you. Yeah. Because you come off to me as, yeah. like, a very confident person. Yeah. So was there a point in time in your life where that kind of... Oh, yeah. You flipped the switch. Yeah. I just realized nobody gives a fuck about you. Okay. Nobody. Coffins have are made for one person. And that's it. Right. You're, you know, when you die, it's just you, bro. But I mean, did something happen where you started to think like that? Oh, yeah. Re- started reading books, started listening to podcasts, oh, started good, listening to people, good, started good, surrounding good. myself. This with is like good, good for people. the audience to know. Yeah. Because there's so, probably people listening to this that sure. are going through what you um, went through. You know, and then just re- like, you know, bartending. Bartending helps so much. You know, you talk to so many people. You're and You're forced like, to break out of your shit. Yeah. Show. Like, I was always a talker. Always. Yeah, I yeah. could talk to anybody. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but like you hear about people's stories and you're like, dude, your life blows like shit. What I got going on is nowhere near as bad. Yeah. Like as like what you got. And then like even, even the bad stuff, like nothing is that bad. Like nothing. Like you got cancer. Well, you ain't fucking dead. You know, you got hit by a car. You're still breathing, bro. There's people on this. There's people that aren't breathing anymore. Like, you know, whatever it is, don't get me wrong, shit sucks. There's no doubt about that. But like, you can't control everything. There's, it's impossible. It's impossible. So when I walk around, confident as could be, because I've won life. I won already. If I died today, I, I leave here. I get smashed in a, a car accident. And I'm dead. I probably died the happiest person on the place on the face of the Yeah. Crazy. Look, I don't want to <laughs> die. Don't get me wrong. But like. Nobody cares. Like your significant other cares. Like there's no doubt about that. But like you die alone. You mm-hmm. might die in the comfort of your friends, but it's just you at the end of the day. Like when people cheat on their wives or something like that happens, like that's their problem. I stop caring about like other people. Like as far as like most stuff goes. Like if you need somebody to talk to, I'm there for you. If you need advice, I'm there for you. But like, you want to do something bad, I'll give you my two cents. Like, that's probably not a good idea, or that's a good idea. But if you want to go do it, like, I know damn well that ice cream is terrible for you. Mm-hmm. I fucking love ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's plain, plain and simple. I yeah. know the repercussions of it. I have to live with that decision. Not anybody else. So who yeah. cares? Yeah. That's, the, that's like... So you take accountability. Yeah. It's just that's a good trait to have. Yeah. Like, you know, p- people are soft now, man. Blame people your, are so yourself. soft. You know... Oh, I didn't I'm get what you, I wanted. Yeah. You know? I'm glad you brought that up. Suck it up. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. What do you... Yeah. You know, Jocko Willink, and, and I heard this a couple years ago, but I've probably thought about like thought about life like this a lot prior to that. Uh, it's a speech called Good. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Never. Oh, dude, I get the goosebumps when I... I'll share it with you at the end of this. But anybody that's listening, go on YouTube and search Jocko Willink. He Good. wakes up before me, by the way. Yeah, he's up at well, he's up at four to four thirty, I think. This morning he was up at four twenty four. Yeah, takes a picture of his Timex every single day. Yeah, and I look at it every day, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck, Jocko." Yeah, and he's a <laughs> you savage. got me again. <laughs> he's a savage. <laughs> 
But what time do you think he sleeps? He only sleeps on like four hours of sleep. Really? But yeah. When you when you optimize what? your body like that, I I was doing that for a long time. Four hours of sleep. I'd go to bed at midnight. I'd be up at four. Really? Yeah. It it's just you got to get into it and like. Everything has to be on point. Your exercise has to be on point. Your diet has to be on point. Your mental stability has to be on point. But I'm getting there. I'm like 11 to 4.45. Just shy of six hours. All right. Fair enough. I'm usually like uh, midnight till six. Yeah. Kind of guy. Okay, six hours. Yeah. yeah. Solid six hours. Some people need eight hours. You know, sometimes it's one to six. Sometimes it's 11 to six. But for the most part, yeah. try to be up at six. You know, if, if it's a dream day, I'm up at like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Yeah. You know, but you have to hold yourself accountable, dude. Same thing. Like, think about business. Like, dude, I have nobody to tell me what to do. Literally nobody. Mm-hmm. As long as the bills are paid, nobody's going to come knocking. Yeah. Autonomy for you is huge. Oh, my whole life is autonomous. Yeah. Run the shit on cruise control. Yeah. Everything I'm doing is just constantly fixing and tweaking that algorithm of life optimization. Yeah. That's all it is. But like, you wake up. You wake up at four thirty in the morning, bro. Like, you don't have to do that. You hold yourself accountable to wake up. At you know why in the I morning. do it? You know why I do it? Why? Because if I wasn't doing what I do as a living, managing people's money, and I were to give that money to somebody else to manage, I would want that person to wake up with like fire, passion, early. Just be like with it, bro. Good luck finding people with fire and passion in their eyes. You know. That's a whole nother story. Like, I need somebody to be on their game by, like, 7.30, 8 o'clock. No, I'm leaving the gym then. Yeah. Leaving the gym then. I don't know. I'll get back to I'll get back to the 4 a.m. I'm probably going to start doing fives next week, and then I'll work up to fours. Yeah. 4 a.m. is where it's at, bro. 4 a.m. is the fucking the best hour of the day. I don't get up at 4. It's 4.45 for me, but. 4. Yeah, but I don't cut my, yourself my, short, bro. My workout starts at five thirty. Doesn't so matter, bro. I get bro. there at five fifteen. I meditate, yoga. Yeah, I should. I just got to go to sleep. When earlier. I'm in the groove, bed at eleven, up at four, meditation and yoga. Yeah, like five book reading, gym. Five hours is too little. Yeah, no. Like I need closer to six. drive, bro. That's six gear. Five hours, we're in. Six hours is long. I just love sleeping. But yeah. if I'm if I'm grinding, eleven to four, all day. But I gotta get into it. It takes a while. So this week I'll do five. This week I'll start at six. I'll go to five next week, and then I'll probably bump it up to four the following week. So in three weeks I'll be up at four. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, gotta hold yourself accountable, man. Nobody's gonna be there to yeah, I believe that. cry on your shoulder. You know, I provide plenty of shoulders to cry on. I've had people confide in me in the craziest shit ever, especially on the show. There's shows that haven't been released, literally just recorded. End of the show. Delete. Why? People can't have that shit out, bro, man. <laughs> so I swear to God, man. Be, like I've literally had shows where the people are like you can't air that. Yeah, I, you can't. That has to be deleted. Can you? Like I want to watch you delete it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Done. Yep. I've recorded double episodes in days because that person will 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 go through it and they're like, we got to stop. Yeah. And then let's restart. We'll do the whole show over again. And I'll I'll give the. The less deep side of it. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest part about the show. Mm-hmm. You hear some shit. Yeah. People confide in you hardcore. <laughs> Dude, I have had people tell me in front of me that they were going to kill themselves. Really? Multiple times, yeah. On air? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That either it was a thought, they were going to do it, they had plans to do it, yeah. 
It's fucking crazy, man. I mean, it is the brutally honest podcast. Yeah, dude, it's fucking nuts. But no, like, no holding back. No holding back. No, holding back. <laughs> I've heard some crazy shit on here. Yeah, I'm um, sure you have. People but, open up to you. That's a good trait about you. <sighs> Thanks, man. I yeah. try. Um, then I just try to, you know, back to like what we were talking about before. Like, what flipped? I also realized that, like, I'm an animal. Like. I want to be able to help as many people as I can, right? That's part of the reason why I have the show. Part of the reason why I, sh- I have the show, and people have heard this before, is one, it was self selfish. I want to be able to sit down with people and have a conversation with them without technology in front of us. And then on the flip side of things, because I'm, I'm selfless, I wanted to make sure that other people heard the conversations that I get to have on a regular basis. So that's why. And the people that you're with get heard. Yes, ultimately, sending a message out. You know, I get to learn about all this stuff. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, I've just had so many people, I guess, in my life, like, either come to me for advice or come to me for help and, you know, hey, I need an extra set of hands. And, like, even if I can't help, I might know somebody that can help or I might know somebody that can do a better job or, you know, and stuff like that. You know, at least I'm there to help. You know, it's like in the fire service, right? They they say, um, what is it? It's like 80% of it is showing up. The other 10%. Or fifteen percent is actually doing it, and the last five percent is just being a sliver better than everybody else. And you've already exceeded ninety nine percent of the population. Yeah. Just always have those values, man. I believe just uh, show you know, up. Just that's it. Show up, bro. Try stuff. Show up, and not, you're not gonna be good at everything. You know. Try like, everything, bro. Going back to the going back to the la tip thing. Mm. Right. Did we talk about that on air? Uh, I think so. We did? I think so, yeah. I think we were right in the beginning. Show up. Just, yeah, that's it. You never know what comes out of it. You never know. You know, I'm in the trenches like you. That's it. That's it. You know? You can't ask for anything more. Yeah. But that's my story, I guess, on, like, how I became not a screw-up. Good for you, dude. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's like that. It's it's those two buttons, right? There's, There's always that eject button. Like, I could just... You know, 40 hours a week is like a dream. Like, I look at people that work 40 hours a week. I'm like, bro, you're blessed. You're so blessed. But no, because nobody sees the 80 hours a week I put in here. Nobody sees me answering emails at 6 a.m. when I first wake up to fucking make sure people get their answers. Nobody sees that shit. And they don't need to. But what separates me from everybody else? I give a shit. And it shows. We went deep right there. Yeah. Deep. I don't know if your audience has ever heard that side of you before. Probably not, honestly. That was probably one of the first times I've uh, aired out the dirty laundry. But yeah, man. I have that about me. I get people to open up. Yeah. Start a <laughs> podcast, bro. You're welcome to use the studio. Start a podcast, man. It's uh. Now we we, guys, we should call out Scott. Now's a good time to call out Scott. Yeah. Should we do it right now? Hey, man, it's your show. Scott Evans, I challenge you to come on the podcast. Let's do it. He has to get to an hour and 17 minutes to know that, but that's fine. He'd be a good guest. And he's got a lot of wisdom. Bro. Genius. Yeah. And talk about like. But not even that, not even genius. Sorry, I don't mean to insult you in in any way, Scott. But he's just got a lot of wisdom. A lot of wisdom. You know, and he just. Very charismatic. He he gets it. Exactly. Very charismatic. Uh, I have to thank, and I think I've done this on the show before, but I'll do it again. I have to thank Scott for changing my life. Mm-hmm. He played a big factor in 
really? my business. Yeah, good for you, man. So, um, so he was like one of your mentors. Yeah, to some. So degree. I think I don't know. You probably have like a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this show. I would like to think so. You never okay. know. Let's go with that. Sure. Right. I think it's important, and I think a lot of people try to do it themselves. But it's important, really important, to have mentors with yeah. whatever you do. Yeah, people you just you know because a lot mentor, of times people you trust. Yeah, that are going to give you real good feedback. Yeah. You know, people come know. to me because I don't give I, I, I just, feedback. Yeah. I they mean, get the answer right. that they didn't so, want to hear. Exactly. And I think regardless of what stage you're in, in your life, whether it's age or monetarily, I still think you should have that, or maybe more than one person that you go to for sure. feedback. Feedback. You know? Yeah. Look, I mean, that's around, goes back to what we said before, surround yourself with good people, right? You know, yeah. those people are going to help you get to where you want to go in life. Yeah. You know, if if you don't tell somebody what you want to achieve and what you want to do, you'll never get there. You, you want to go fast, you go by yourself. You want to go far, you go together. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, go fast, go alone. Go far, go together. Yeah. The best, best, I, best thing I've probably ever heard. So Scott told me about Tony Robbins. Tony, I'm sure you probably know who Tony Robbins is. I think the whole world knows who Tony Robbins is. I didn't know who Tony Robbins is two months before <laughs> I went to a seminar, so uh, I didn't know who Tony Robbins is. So, um, so Scott told me who Tony Robbins was. I watched "I'm Not Your Guru" on Netflix. Total life changer. And then, um, and then went to Tony Robbins, and Scott helped me out and and getting my seats and stuff like that. I'll, I don't want to say anything else as far as that goes, but. Um, I went there and I literally talked to them in the car about like, I'm thinking about starting a business, like toying around with the idea. I think I could do it. And between Scott and Larry, uh, and I love Larry to death. Um, I think your video died. Uh, whatever. It went as far, it went as long as it could probably <laughs> overheated. Who knows? Um, we got, we got close and, uh, they're like, dude, just do it. Fine. Went out and started a po- started started a podcast. Started a uh, so before they said just do it. What was going through your mind, bro? Because a, a lot of a lot of people struggle with this. Yeah, a lot of people do not make decisions. So I guess the hardest. So so the reason why I bring this up is because for me, my success really has come from making a decision, whether it was good or whether That's it was it. bad. That's it. Because if it was bad. You're gonna grow, grow from it, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, if it's good, you're gonna grow from. It. But if it's bad, you're really gonna grow from the lesson. Yeah. Right. You got to be willing to learn. No, you got to be willing to fail. Yes, but more so, I think you have to be willing to learn. Mm-hmm. So, um, not to sound cliche, but a lot of you know, like a lot of people just avoid that stuff. Yeah, yeah, people because it's not comfortable. Yeah, you got to be uncomfortable all the time. Like I'm, I never. Try to be comfortable. Like, like I, being on a podcast is not comfortable for me. No. This is my first time being on dude, a podcast. I was shaking the first I don't even time know I how to this. hold this mic, dude. It's, you don't have to. We have technology. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know how to speak into it. I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. You just yeah, I'm you like figure move, it out. You go back moving and it around and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like insecure about my the way I'm speaking. No, <laughs> don't. Um, don't be. But you got to learn. You got to be willing to take risks and you got to be willing to fail. You know, People 
so I speak at a co- I speak at Brew College every once in a while, and the uh, my friend Heather invites me to speak at her class, and she's like, I think you'd really be good for the students, and a lot of, and a lot of students usually come up to me afterwards, and some of them keep in touch, um, but people have this perception that like Jeff Bezos, and I just keep using Jeff Bezos because he's the wealthiest man in the world now. Um, they keep thinking of him as like this god that that just walks the earth. Like, oh my god, it's Jeff Bezos. Like, the dude has the dude drinks Starbucks, I'm sure. He probably just drinks good coffee. He drives a car just like you do on the same roads that you drive. He lives in similar areas that you live. He bleeds the same color blood. He has to deal with sunburn just like everybody else. Like, he's not this like holy figure or like godlike figure that walks the earth like all of these people are like people just think that like you know oh my god it's unattainable to reach jeff bezos level like no it's not you just have to want it like Mm -hmm. really fucking bad Mm -hmm. and then you have to become you have to figure out you know you don't have to be a leader per se but like you have to figure out life through decisions you have to be willing to fail you have to be willing to try things you know and and then like, look at SpaceX. SpaceX crashed their first, like, eight rockets. Yeah. On the ninth one that they finally got to work was the one that if they failed, Elon Musk would have been bankrupt. Oh, is that right? That's it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think it was eight rockets before somebody yells at me on here. Um, how many rockets did SpaceX fail? Um... Sorry, guys, I'm just looking for this answer because I don't have a young Jamie to look this up. Um, whatever it is, it's like a handful. I, there's no, like, right number that comes right up. But, you know, he had all his money. He made PayPal, sold PayPal for, like, $2 million, I think, started SpaceX with his own money, launched all these rockets, and then if he failed one more time, he was going to go bankrupt, close up the company, and he could never basically – he was going to be a public embarrassment. And he was like, fuck it. Send that fucker up. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason why we have SpaceX. That is why we have grasshopper rockets. And screw everybody that thinks the Earth is flat. Yeah. But, like, you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to take that shot. And, like, a lot of people think that failure is, like, the worst thing in the world. Like, people think that – I agree with that. I don't mean to cut you off. Cut but, me off. But depends on what you want out of life. You know, you don't have to fail. No, you lot, have to fail. You lot, have to fail. No, no, no. But some people don't want to, and that's fine. You know, but if sure. you, but if you want, if you want to grow as a person, right, you have to fail. Right. Some, you have to. Some fail. people are just happy. You being, have to get your shit rocked. Some people are just being happy, being comfortable. Which yeah, is, which, which is okay. Is totally fine. Um. Like, look at, look. I look at CrossFit all the time, like, yo, that shit looks like it sucks. You didn't know CrossFit when you first started, right? No. You try it out. You go there. You make an embarrassment of yourself. You go home. You wake up the next day. You're sore as fuck and you hate your life. You wake up the next day. You go back to CrossFit. Or a couple days later, you go back to CrossFit. It's that perseverance that con- that's constantly, like, running through concrete walls, right? Mm-hmm. So I just know myself now that it doesn't matter what wall is there if i can't go around it or above it or below it i promise you i will go through it Mm -hmm. there is so much 
determination that I'm getting through that. Damn, kid, you got a lot of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's just, like it's just life, man. Like if you want to like. I don't know, man. Like, it probably comes up from, like, my screwed up childhood, you know? Like, I didn't grow up poor, but, like, I got beat up. I got this. I got bullied in school. I got a ton of shit. Like, your kids. It shit happens. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's taking those things and not saying the world hates me. It's taking those things and saying, well, that blows. So, if I do have kids, I want them to live a better life than I did. If, uh, you know, if my parents are struggling with money, I want to make sure I never struggle with money. Um, you know, and all of these different things. And you got to, like, you got to want it. You mm-hmm. got to want it so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I just made a, I think I just made a YouTube video. <sighs> I made a YouTube video. It's in one of my one of my SD cards on success. Uh, you ever hear the guru and the, uh, was it the guru and the businessman? No, never. Oh, dude, nuts. I, I feel like I'm going to mess it up, so I kind of want to show you on on YouTube. I'll show you on YouTube. I think if you just do oh man, let me let me search this up here. Good success guru. Yeah, here it is. So I heard this a bunch of years ago. It's five minutes long, so I'm not gonna bore everybody with five minutes. But if you type in success guru, I think it's by Matt Howell, the first one, seven years old. How did, how bad do you want it? Best speech ever. I'll share it with you at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that speech alone probably flipped a chunk of my life. Really? Yeah, no doubt about it, bro. I would love to see that. When people like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, that is the most opposite thing ever. Mm-hmm. I could mutilate somebody verbally. Mutilate. Because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. I'm ruthless. I'm the last person you want to get a verbal argument with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd rather get beat because mental, mental assassination is far worse. Than anything else, mm-hmm. people have no idea what they're talking about when they're like, you know, I'm afraid of pain, bro. Should be afraid of words. Words can hurt. Yeah. Right. The right words, <laughs> dude. You could do some damage. Hardcore. That's true. You're right. You don't have to tell me I'm right. You could be like, hey, Harrison, you're wrong. No, I mean, listen. You're right. You know, you're right because that's your belief, in my opinion. All right, fair enough. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. So what do you do to be successful? Let's find, about, find out about the Kareem Taloon. So what that do I, I do to be successful? That's a good question. God, I can't believe I messed up your last name for this long. How'd you pronounce it? Tulin. Yeah. That's all right. I still love you, dude. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate that. Tulin. I would have never guessed. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yep. So what do I do to be successful? Yeah. How'd you get to where you are? You get beat up in school? No friends? Anything like that? No. You know what? I, I'm similar to you. I live life with a sense of urgency. Every morning I wake up. That's why I wake up early. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, when I was 16, mm-hmm. right, my father passed away suddenly. He At 16? I was 16. He was 56. <sighs> my mom was a homemaker. What's a homemaker? Didn't have a job. Uh, you know, single income household. Sure. My mom has never worked before. And they're immigrants, right? So my mom. We're, oh, Turkish? Turkish. Okay. Um, so my dad came here, started a business, was living, you know, the American dream. Sure. Things started to roll a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just suddenly passed away. So I have a twin brother and I have a sister that's a year older. 
So imagine a family. How old are you, by the way? I'm 30. Okay. Right? So my dad died 14 years ago. Goddamn. R.I.P. Seems like it was yesterday. Anyway. So three teenagers. Critical years. Sure. Right? Yeah. Make or break years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, growing up without a father? Really? Hard. So about to go into college. Things were rough. Did they ever find out what happened to him? He had a heart attack. Terrible. You know, so passed away, and we were, my family, we lived in fear, literally, because we had no idea what to do, like, monetarily. Sure. You know, because my dad did not have any plan in place. Yeah. Right, so left behind a business with no succession plan. Mm -hmm. A succession plan means that, God forbid, something happens to you as a business owner. Yeah. Your business gets put in the right hands to help out let's say your family sure didn't have any of that didn't have life insurance Mm -hmm. right his accounts weren't titled properly it was a whole mess Mm -hmm. so everything went into probate Mm -hmm. which for your viewers that don't know who what probate is it's the state court system okay so the money goes there and they decide who gets it it, and it's tied up for a little bit it's kind of crazy so you learn a lot man yeah. You know, so at 16 it. years old, you kind of had to make some decisions. Sure. You know, deal with attorneys, settle out his estate and all that. And, you, you know, ever since that point, that is the one moment that I can look back in on my life that kind of molded me into the person that I am today. Sure. Because you're thrown into the fire at a young age. Right, forge and so. fire is the most important thing, I think. Yeah, so I went to college. Mental fortitude. So I went to college. I played football for two years at CW Post. I did not. Very cool. Yeah, and then I ended up going to Queens College to be close to my dad's work because mm-hmm. he had a shipping company outside of JFK Airport. Okay. So Queens College is probably like a fifteen-minute ride over from JFK. Okay. So I literally would go to classes from eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to noon, mm-hmm. and then go to work. Sure. Every single day. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. You know, so I didn't come from frat. Sure. I would have loved to. I came from a frat. You came from a frat. Uh, yeah, but I, I kind of sucked at the frat life. Whatever. So, yeah, learned hard work at a young age, you know? Yeah. And it gives me purpose. Like, I'm a planner, right? Sure. I deal with families. I make sure that they're protected, you know, sure. with whatever they don't, they're doing with their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me purpose to really want to help people. That's important, man. You know, because I would never want somebody else to go through what my family went sure. through. The you gotta fear. Li- gotta live with purpose, Emotionally. Bro. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. You know, so. You know, every, everybody's got their, I would say that was my That was my breaking point. So that, so going back to your question. Yeah. You know, like when I wake up, it's like, okay, get out of bed. Get your day started early. Figure out who you're going to help. Sure. Because there's people out there that were that are in my situation that mm-hmm. my family was in. Sure. You know, you just got to find them. Sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's not. I could never imagine. Thankfully, both my parents are still alive. Good man. Um, I will say that. Um, I could never. Dude, parent losing. I don't mess with. I I hate wakes. I hate wakes and funerals. Yeah, it's tough, man. But listen. We're here. We got a lot of years ahead of us. Amen to like that. I said, we're rich with time. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I'd rather have time than money. A hundred percent. You can you always know? make more money. You can't make more time. I'd rather be me than Warren Buffett. Yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah. You know? He lives a pretty good life. I'm sure he does, but I'd rather have time. Yeah. Time, and I, and time I think is... most people would, would agree. <sighs> I think. I would say that's where he part roads. I would say... You'd rather be in his shoes? He's 88. No, no. I'm not saying I would rather be. Oh. I would say that there's probably a large percentage of the population that would be like, I wish I was Warren Buffett. 88. Because he's a billionaire, bro. People probably think he's the greatest thing in the world because he was a billionaire. Yeah. Like, he, the hottest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. You know, it's... I, I actually have a YouTube video, why, why time is your most valuable asset. Yeah. Can't get it back, bro. Yeah. Actually, so, um, well, before we wrap this thing up, we'll, we'll, I'm going to... I'm going to split your mind open a little more. All right. So have you ever heard of escape uh, escape theory? No. <sighs> Ready for this shit? So there's belief, total speculation right now, that at the rate that technology is moving, if it's not our generation, it's going to be probably the following generation, the kids that are like 15 to like 20 right now, that we will be able to either recreate organs or um, convert ourselves into like bionic beings mm-hmm. that will never die. Really? So the reason why it's called escape theory is because it just keeps going up and up and up and up. So technology begins to advance faster than we're dying. So do you stop aging? Well, so that's nobody knows. Right. It's still just a thought, but essentially preventing people from getting from dying because like think about it, you're 80 years old up oh, you had heart failure great we're gonna drop in a new heart up oh, your liver failure drop in a new liver you know <clears throat> uh brain failure drop in a new brain yeah you know download your image download your files drop them in a new uh in a new brain you're up and you're up and loaded you know shit like that there would be a lot of people on planet earth too many probably but then right. again we'll be growing meat in lab areas yeah. You ever see that shit? No. Bro. Growing meat in lab areas? Yeah, dude. What is They're that? They're figuring out how to grow meat out of stem cells that they take from, um, like, fat on an animal. So mm-hmm. they'll just be able to take those stem cells, uh, convert that fat into um, convert that fat into stem cells, and then those stem cells will grow into hearts and livers and muscles and things like that. Wow. Yeah. And then they're trying to figure out how to get those cells, how to create those cells without the animals, which is even crazier than that and that's like when shit really hits the fan because like you'll be eating a bur- a ground beef burger which you think comes from you know a cow meanwhile it was grown in the lab mm-hmm. nuts but that's escape theory essentially it's just technology is advancing faster than we're dying essentially allowing us to live forever not actually living forever you can still die but just technology helps prevent you from dying wow yeah, dude. Pretty I mean, nuts. You know it's coming. It's just a matter of when. That's pretty much it. Right? You know. But I told some people that. They're like, what? What is that? You know. <laughs> like me. Yeah. <laughs> Never crazy. heard of it. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty sure it's called Escape Theory. I should probably look that up. That's kind of That's crazy. what the person that told me originally what it was. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know. Oh, it's a book, too, I think. Um, but, yeah, man. So what else you got going on? Tell me about uh, the finance world, I guess, because we're wrapping this thing up now. We're in the home stretch, baby. 
Listen, man. There's a lot of people out there that need help. And, yeah. You know. What do you think Americans specifically, because we're in America, um, have the biggest problem with when it comes to finance? So I think it's a great time to be a financial advisor. Uh-huh. And I think the ones who really commit to the practice, right, meaning that they get the proper education, sure. they do the right thing by the client. Um, I just think with the aging demographic, you know, you have 10,000 baby boomers retiring per day for the next really? 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. And a lot of them need help. You know, so I think it's a great time. But do you think the baby boomers even have the necessary stuff in place to retire? A lot of them don't. Do they know that? A lot of them don't. But that's where <sighs> the advice comes in. You know, like, for example, a recent client that I brought on board, uh, she's 62, single, mm-hmm. right? Um, she wants to retire. She just, like, is dreading work. She has most of her money tied up in her home, mm. right? The only way that she, the only way she can retire and not risk running out of money during her retirement mm-hmm. is to downsize her home. And I tell her, I'm like, listen, this is the only way you can retire today. Mm-hmm. You know, is to sell your home, downsize, buy a condo or a co-op. Sure, go to Georgia. Yeah. Buy a mansion for the same price or less money. Yeah. Save a shitload of money in taxes. You give her her options. Or, you know, if you want to stay in the house, you have to work another. Keep grinding, baby. You have to work another six, seven years. Yep. But that's not in the cards for her. So a lot of people need to hear that, you know. And, you know, for me, I'm a straight shooter. Yeah. You know, It's advice you never want to give out, but you have to. Oh. Got to be ruthless, bro. No, because if you were in their shoes. You'd want That's to what I would want to hear. Sure. You know? The truth that nobody wants to know. You know, and, yeah. I, and I love working. It doesn't matter if you are brand new, just mm-hmm. starting out. Sure. Or if you have, you know, a million dollars. Sure. I treat everybody the same. It's important. And I'm willing to help everybody. Sure. You know, so it's a good business. And I've been super busy. And it's because I have great clients. Sure. People referring people and all that kind of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, they've had good experiences. Sure. You know, and you show that you, you care, you're genuine, you put their interests first. It goes a long way. You know, I'm, and I'm 30 now, mm-hmm. and it's literally just just starting to take off Sure. over the last year. Do you work with more years. people older, older than you, or do you work with more people that are like your age? Older. Really? Yeah. The large majority? I would say 70% of my business comes from people who are like five years out from retiring or are retired already. Fair enough. What is the... And so, I mean, I'm 30. Mm -hmm. So imagine somebody working 30, 40 years to build up what they have and entrusting all that money. With a 30-year-old. Yeah. You really have to... Trust you. Yeah. You know, you got to know what you're doing. You got to be likable. Sure. All that. Yeah, I couldn't wear the suit, though. I couldn't dress that nice. I do it as a respect thing. If it were if it were up to me, I'd be in flip-flops, especially now that it's summer. Chancletas, bro. Chancletas. 
Yeah, you got the flip flops on, dude. What are those reefs? No, with dude, the bottle cap lady, opener, with the bottle bucks, cap bro. openers on the bottom. Bro, I'm those are classic. Wait, you don't have reefs with the bottle cap no, openers? Dude. Do you drink beer? Is the Pope Catholic? Of course <laughs> I do, bro. Of course I do. Do I drink beer? Wait, so going I feel like back, Kavanaugh, Of go, course I drink beer. Go, Who likes beer? Everybody <laughs> likes beer. Come on, I drink beer. Wait, going back to it. Um, yeah, if it was up to me, I'd dress like you. But you know, the older generation. It's you know res- what? It's a respect thing. I used to get a lot of flack for like not dressing that nice around people. And then I guess I changed people's perception of it. You're not paying me to dress nice. You're paying me for that piece of material that lives between my ears. That's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. You're not paying to look flashy. You're not paying. And that's essentially what everybody is. But then people are like, yeah, but like, look at lawyers and look at financial advisors and look at these people. They all dress like that. I'm like, uh, bro, when was the last time you saw Zuckerberg in a suit with the exception of being in front of the court system? Look at Be- uh, Bezos dress- dresses nice. Well, He's the I'm older not, generation. I'm not, I'm not Zuckerberg. No, and I'm not. Look, I'm not either. But I'm in the tech industry. Like that's just how everybody dresses. Like they just dress comfortably. Like scary enough, the smartest person in the room is probably the dude in flip flops, gym shorts, and a t-shirt on his computer because he's probably hacking somebody's computer and destroying somebody's system and making a ton of money on it. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that you have to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, oh, you know, look at Epstein, right? Dead. Yeah, that's not scary. Scary is the guy that's gonna take that's gonna drain all your bank accounts, make sure that the police are looking out for you yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because if you think that shit can't happen, I guarantee you, there's somebody out there that makes a ton of money on cyber, probably destruction and just ruining companies from the inside out. Yeah, guarantee you, because that's the world I came from. That's scary shit. Mm-hmm. Not to leave on a negative note or anything, but <laughs> that's just that's why I don't trust that nice man. And on top of that, now that I have the Baron Media Group shirts, I get the hard pass on everything. I think that's great. I love the colors too. I had all black. I love black; makes me look skinny. But uh, not that it's morbid. I like your orange shirt. Oh, love the orange shirt. Yeah, go big up, fan. Go up in a tree stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are like they hunt too. What are these people doing? <laughs> ah, I'm offended. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Probably got a little crazy. Um, big fan of the orange and those gray shoes with the orange slice around them, right over there with the socks in them that I probably oh, that I was this morning. Bro, they go deliciously with the orange shirt. Oh, so you wore shoes this morning? Yeah. As soon as I'm done with that meeting, though, I change Adam. You do. Yeah, I've gotten. Uh, negative feedback on dressing that casually. People like, bro, jeans, shoes, polo. That's like the bare minimum. Yeah. Done. That's all I'm trying to hit. Clients or like? Clients could care less. No. I, I will almost who's never see a client that will dress down. Who's the feedback from? Uh, other business professionals. Okay. Got like it. people that could yeah, potentially yeah. refer me business. Um, Right, like if they refer you a client of yeah. theirs, they would want you to dress exactly. a certain way. Exactly, networking groups. You know, I'm, you know, at a, ne- at a networking meeting, and it was like 85 degrees out. I'm like, you guys are lucky I'm not in flip-flops right now. I'm like, please don't. Like, you got to dress more professionally than that. I'm like, obviously. Yeah. But, like, trust me, 
By the time we get to my car, I'm not even going back in shoes. Flip-flops are coming out. Yeah. You know, T-shirts going on. Mm-hmm. This is the nice stuff. This is the fine This is the fine china at your mom's house. Right? <laughs> That's what this is. Break it out for special occasions. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That and golf. So what else do you want to know, my man? I don't know, man. You, I feel like you're an interesting cat. Yeah. You're like in a Rubik's Cube I can't solve. Really? Yeah, man. You got a good poker face. You do have a good poker face. I will definitely <laughs> say that. Um, yeah, I get a good read on most people. You're, you're a tough cookie to crack. Really? Yeah, usually. And I'm like pretty spot on like 90% of the time. Mm. There is definitely a 10% that I like definitely did not get. Like my buddy, uh, I'll drop his name too, Adam Holzer, because he's been on the show before. When I met him, I hated him. Really? Hated him. Met him at uh, Simplay, where they have those uh, simulators indoors. And he was wearing, uh, I don't want to mess this up because I know he's probably going to listen to this. Um, I think he was wearing cleats, like basketball shorts, a button down, and a blazer. Because, like, you can do anything there. So he's like, oh, I wanted to dress, you know, like half professional, half like sporty. You know, I didn't know what kind of games I was going to play. And I'm like, you buffoon. Why would you wear that? That's not even a complete outfit in either side. Yeah. And I wore $4 t-shirts, bro. Even I know that. All right. And uh, turns out we are in the same fraternity. And I was like, dude, we're in the same fraternity. I, forget, I think he approached me on it. And I'm like, why and that, you that tell me was that? it. That was the commonality. That, that was broke the, commonality. the ice. Broke the ice. Yeah. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah. Thick as thieves now. I think that's huge for like people watching this. Yeah. Like, if you're out there and you're trying to meet people, like... Find something that both of you are into. Make that common. How do you think people find make that, happiness? Make let's, that common connection. Let's do some philosophy right now. How do you think people figure out what makes them happy? Because I know what makes me happy. Okay. What makes you happy? Literally, like everything. Okay. I find Be joy specific. in I love going to work. I love getting a shitty cup of coffee. I love doing push-ups. I love hating my life going to the gym. I love hating my life waking up early. I love working till 1 o'clock in the morning. Love it. Okay. My favorite thing. There's nothing more satisfying. I feel like a dog that just got a gigantic T-bone steak when I walk out of here at 1 o'clock in the morning after crushing through work. You hungry? What? No. But this is just like I think like like just a dog sinking its fucking canine teeth into this beautiful piece of hard work and tearing that shit apart because I damn well know that not a single one of my competitors is working nearly as hard as I am. That is like the ultimate satisfaction to me. Yeah. I love bourbon. I love drinking alcohol. I love cigars. I hate cigarettes. I've figured out what I hate and what I love, and I only do what I love. That's good for you, man. Even a lot of that- people struggle to find happiness. <sighs> I struggle to find happiness. You know what makes me happy? What progress? Okay. You know, like if I'm working, but like what? What make like other than progress? Like what makes you happy? Like genuinely, deep heart happy. Like I love when my friends come up to me and they tell me they succeeded in something, even if we're in a competition. I'm selfless enough to say I'm so happy that you won. Right. Like, that makes me happy. I love seeing people succeed. Yeah. My favorite thing. I hate death. If death was a person, I would fuck that dude up. (laughs) Because he's an asshole. Yeah. Grim Reaper's I'm with you. I love helping people. That makes me happy. I volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Oh, yeah? I mentor a kid. 
Do you really? Yeah, dude. Shit, I, I was going to do that. I tried, yeah, but they said no. Uh, it's, that is the most gratifying thing for me. I told them I wanted to leave Long Island in January, and they're like, yeah, no, you're out. I'm like, what? Leaving us? I wanted, I wanted to leave in January. It's probably oh, going to wow. be January Jan- uh, It's probably going to be January 2021, but uh, I wanted okay. to go down south. So I got you for two and a half more years. Yeah, about that, yeah. Where down south? Honestly, anywhere. Not New York. Uh, I'm looking at North Carolina. I'm looking at South Carolina. That's like the optimal places. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's where I want to like. Yeah, man. Set up shop. That's the goal. But like, what else? Like, what do you? When you say you struggle to find what makes you happy, what are you having problems with? Because I always try to help people with this. I'm like, you got to figure out what makes you happy. And then people are like, I don't know what makes me happy. I'm like, I don't know how to tell you what to like i love being in shitty situations right like i went to white i went whitewater rafting this weekend it fucking sucked it was goddamn freezing at night i didn't bring enough i didn't bring enough clothes the guys in the fraternity have no idea how to cook food yeah like how to get like a quality meal in for a camping trip also way too much food but we still we had enough food thank god but like the like it wasn't that sunny that sucked it was like the warm the air was like cool that sucked the water was too warm so when you got in the water and then you got out it was too cold like little nitpicky things but because it sucked it made it great mm. that i love i love shitty things yeah because then they build the best memories like that memory of like dude remember how cold it was when we went water, white water rafting like white water rafting we didn't go in the peak time when like the shit's crazy but like the whole experience was like fuck and I love that shit. Yeah. So what do you do that you find happiness in things? Like, obviously, CrossFit. That is the number one thing. Why? Because I don't think about anything else. Because when you're in it, all you focus on is the, the reps that you're doing. Have you ever a, tried, have you ever tried ice a, cream? Because it's exhausting. <sighs> I had Carvel last night. Buy one, get one. Wednesday night. Come on. Uh, Carvel just tears me up, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> this morning was not fun. <laughs> same, same boat, same boat. Um, yeah, but CrossFit. Yeah, makes me super happy. You bow hunt, right? The endor, the endorphins after you CrossFit, just sure. the chemicals flowing through your body. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Like managing your state. Do you listen to music on. when you CrossFit? I mean, they have music playing. Whether it's does rock, it like get rap. you like going? No. Been I, listening a lot. I zone out. Oh yeah. I'm just focused on the rep. Nothing else. Really? Yeah. Literally nothing. I love golfing. Yeah? Yeah, love golf. Good to know. Yeah, I'm not a scratch golfer by any means, but I just like getting out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a golfer. I like golfing. Yeah, I I would say I'm probably in the same. Right? I like breaking 100. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's a good day. That's me. Any day of golfing is better than a day in the office. Yeah. For the most part. Even if it sucks. Yeah. Things that suck are the best things ever yeah, i like being in nature you know okay. just because i'm in a i'm in front of a computer most of the day sure unless i'm meeting with clients mm-hmm. you know so i like being outdoors on the beach by water so, here's a question for you do you think and this is totally subjective material things bring you happy no not at all okay zero okay Zero. I try to explain that to people, and they're like, "No, that's Zero. I'll be so they much." Have to, they have to learn the hard way. They like, they're like, "Oh my god, I would be so much happier if I drove a BMW." I'm like, "No, you fucking will not. You're gonna be uh, the same miserable prick 
that you are with or without that BMW. And you're going to probably hate the BMW gonna, because you know what? It it's going to drain your pocket. It may give them like instant gratification, but long term, that's not going to help them. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Go on a trip. Right? Yeah. Experience something new. Yep. Those you remember. Yeah. Forget about the car. So. Or the watch. Or the clothes. $4 t-shirts, bro. $4 t-shirts. Whatever it is, man. I just don't really believe in like material things. Yeah. Me either. You know? Dude, Old Navy Chinclaytas, bro. It's Whatever, life. Whatever it is. You know, I just. Except. That's not going to make you happy. Shout out to my non-sponsor, American Eagle. They make the best goddamn shorts. Throw that one out there. Do they? They sponsor you? No, they don't. No, non-sponsor. Oh, non-sponsor. Shout out to my non-sponsor. If anybody's got a hook up there, hook me up with some long long boards. Yeah. Best shorts. But other than that, I, don't, I could care less about everything else. Yeah. Nothing else grabs the rump yeah. correctly. Um, but that's interesting you ask that. What? That what makes you happy? No. About, like, the material possessions. Yeah. Because I know people personally uh-huh. that'll buy stuff yeah hoping that it'll kind of change their state but it, they just dive into it like a deeper hole oh yeah yeah they have to address the real issue yeah there's something why going are on they buying there. the stuff maybe yeah. it's an insecurity that they haven't dealt with yeah that's why i say go see a therapist see that's and that's where i would agree with you like you need to try to figure that shit out yourself or go yeah. see a therapist the only thing that stinks about me not seeing a therapist yet is I don't know the outcome of, like, what actually happens. Like, do you actually self-realize, like, oh, shit, I've been fucking messing up in this area? No. But, but so... Let's move this thing up a little bit. Sorry. It's my first time. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> everybody, it takes, it takes time to get experience. So you're afraid of realizing something that you should have been doing? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, terrified. Like but you, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, I'm just like a shit. I wish I started but, earlier, kind of person. Yeah, but forget but it. But you, you can't change the past. Exactly. You know? So I've just come focus to grips on with today. It. Yeah. Not even tomorrow. Now. Oh, always focus on tomorrow. Now. Tomorrow is what dictates your actions. Live in today. the present. There's a book about living in the present. What book? I'm gonna read it. I think it's called Living in the Present. <laughs> Damn it! With these basic ass titles. Or something. Living in the now. I don't know the exact title. But if you're always planning for tomorrow, are you really here? Absolutely. Uh, so one of my favorite, the power uh, of me, now. For me, that's not the case. The power of now? Yes, that okay. one. That one now. So um, when I... Sorry, I've read so many books. <laughs> I forgot Oh, my the God. Name Let me it. flex my brain muscles on you <laughs> as I try to read a book a month at least. Um, <laughs> is... I guess because I'm a business owner, it's different because I definitely didn't think like this prior to being a business owner. But now that I own a business, everything I'm doing today, I always, so I I do this weird thing, right? Where I speak in third person because I always think about myself in the future. So, excuse me. Like if I know I need my backpack for something, right? My backpack has my whatever the hell I'm carrying. If I know I'm going to need the backpack, I will make sure that I put my backpack in a place where I will trip over it because I will 
and then when the time comes when I need that backpack or I'm leaving to go do something and I know I need that backpack, but I for, I would obviously forget about it otherwise, I go, oh, thank you, past Harrison, for thinking about future Harrison all the time. And my, like, my friends and family are like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Like, my, my past self thought about my future self, so my future self needs to thank my past self. Yeah. Like, jumping through timelines here. The same thing goes in my business because everything I do in business is to impact tomorrow, mm-hmm. not today. Because in my business, and this is probably more subjective than most things, like my buddy Jimmy, he owns a asphalt company, right? When he's done with work, he gets to see the creation he's made. But a lot of times in my industry, with the exception of like a website, I don't actually get to see the successes that actually happen, right? I could kind of see the messages going on, but like after as far as like the messages go on social media, like that's it. I'm done. Like that process has now ended for me in that area. Like I'm still working in that section, but the action is actually happening in another section. So everything I do today, like algorithms, uh, like I live in algorithms, numbers, analytics, who's watching, how are they watching, how much time are they watching, all of these different things go to my brain. I'm constantly breaking down what's happening in the past and the present to then construct what's going to happen in the future and then setting myself up today for those events that are going to happen in the future constantly. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly living six months out, a year out. That's all that goes through my brain all the time. Right. Probably unhealthy to some degree. But also on the flip side of things, I'm probably the first person, and back to the girlfriend, she thinks I'm crazy because when I walk home... Is she listening? She doesn't listen. Even if she did, it's fine. But... You should have her on. Um... Not the best idea. (laughs) For a multitude of reasons. I've had ex-girlfriends and stuff like that. way too long about this. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just... It's not the best idea. Look, I'm not opposed, but... Especially my girlfriend now. She's too much of an introvert but like when i go home i love the silence i love hearing that everything is asleep like i'm the only person awake at 1 o'clock in the morning there's nobody on the road you know if i see somebody it's like holy shit there's somebody else up like even though it's only one or two in the morning and then it's like you know i walk into my house and i always look up like what does the sky look like are there stars what con- what constellations can i see how's the moon look are we in a are we in a waning crescent or or waxing crescent or you know all like is it a full moon you know is it an eclipse you know last weekend we went whitewater rafting i saw a satellite everybody's like oh my god this is you know I sh- i'm like oh it's a satellite up there like you know nope everybody forgets to see everything you know i go golfing and my favorite thing about golf isn't actually golf it's like just this beautifully manicured landscape of like the most beautiful color greens that you can ever see without going to the rainforest like the water is so pure and like the grass is so untethered and just all of these different things go through and like the breeze and all that kind of stuff like that's the shit that makes me happy Mm -hmm. golf is just fun yeah but i'm a lunatic like that yeah that's like self-realization like knowing what or or so or what is it not self-awareness what's going on situational awareness you know what's going on around you Mm -hmm. you know like everything in here is not living everything's dead Mm -hmm. but going outside it's a magical world out there that nobody nobody appreciates that's really deep yeah real deep again yeah you're getting deep today yeah 
whiskey <laughs> <laughs> or bourbon, whatever this is. It's great. Title 21. But that's like what I think about, man. Yeah, whiskey. That's yeah. what I think about like all the time, you know. Yeah. We're not here long enough. You got to appreciate what we got and like think about it. We're the only thing living in like light years away. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing else out there. Yeah. Like if that doesn't like not scare the shit out of you, but if that doesn't like make you appreciate what, is, what we what have. What does Gary V say? <sighs> what? His famous one-liner. What's his famous one-liner? He's like, "How are you not happy or grateful?" You're, How are you not grateful? Your odds. Gratuity is so goddamn important. Your odds of being a human being. Oh yeah, ridiculous. It's like four hundred trillion to one. Yeah. What are you upset about? Yep. That's like he always says that. Yeah. And that kind of hits me. You know. Lucky, bro. We're lucky. Yeah. Fast swimmers, right here. You know. It's crazy if you really think about it. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. So how can you like bitch about certain stuff? You know, people find a way, bro. Yeah, people find a way. It's all perspective. Yes, hundred percent. You just got to be grateful for what you got. I think that's the key to happiness. Yeah, it's easy to like be angry, be upset. That's that, oh, the, that's, that's the easy way. That's out. the easy way. That's out. the easy way. That's out. the easy way. Yeah, you know, but being humble, being yeah. humble, mm-hmm. meditation, that shit's hard. Dealing with yourself, dealing with your own thoughts. Like, no therapist is going to fight the demons that I'm fighting. That's why I internalize them. I crush those demons. Yeah. They're mine. They're mine to harness. <laughs> Dude, you got to read. I'm not your. I'm, uh, can't hurt me. I will. I'm all for it. Game changer book. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gog- I'm a, gog- I'm a Goggins fan. <sighs> it's nuts, bro. Definitely. It's nuts. It's He's nuts. hard. He's a hard dude. Hard. Yeah, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, that's how I found out about him. Oh, really? Yeah, Rogan's podcast. And I was like, this dude's a badass. And yeah. then I heard he was coming out with a book, and then I saw a bunch of people pick up the book. And then my buddy Eric, who was on the show, who I was hoping to get back on uh, yesterday before he left to go back to Hawaii. But by the time people hear this, he's already going to be there. Um, that's why I read the book so quickly. And on top of that, the book was like the shit. Good book. Yeah, you're gonna. You already live a pretty badass life, so I don't know how much you're gonna change. But like me, dude, I've been in the gym. No, dude. Three three days in a row already. That's like unheard of. I've. I need all the help I can get. You know, I can always do something better. Do you think that's a key to life, right there? No. Learning, knowing that you could always take in more, you could always learn from others. I. I'm from the camp where. Like I'm always looking to learn. If I'm not look, I'm if I'm not learning, I'm not making progress. If I'm not making progress, yeah. I'm not happy. Hundred percent. You know, so I never think I'm better than anybody. You know. Sure. I always am a sponge. Try to take it in as much as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care that I work out every day. Maybe I should work out. Maybe I should do two days. Do read a the, second wind when workout. When you read the book, night. bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I'm willing to to learn. We're going to leave on that. That was good. <laughs> that was like, that was the moment right there. So how do people find you? How do they find out about you? Uh, so I wouldn't give a cell phone number or a phone no, number. No, just. Whatever else I would say is fine. My name is my my web address, kareemtaloon.com. You know, 
If you want to meet with me, you can access my calendar, schedule a meeting. My phone number's on there. Uh, if you want to look me up on Instagram, Financial Planner 516, I'm pretty active with it. And it's all health and wellness related and educational, mm -hmm. you know? So I try to keep things interesting. Mm -hmm. And the, the content that I post is because it came up with a client either sure. like very recently. Gives you the so ideas. it's all relevant. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really my own, you know, I create it. So, you know, I, it's, it's original stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very easily accessible. That's it guys. Use them. Yeah. Use him. That's it. Use and abuse. Thanks for having me, pal. Dude, thanks for being out here. I've been you better, you better get been, ready to come back again. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I know. We've been trying to do this for a while. Yeah. And things, it's life, bro. It's well, life. Listen, we're both busy. We're both rock stars. <sighs> Got to be the Who's Somebody said this. You have to be the rock star of your own life. Yeah. Who said that? Somebody really right? famous said that. Yeah. You're a big fact checker. Uh, you have to be. You have to because people have called me out of my shit. Like, especially the worst is like friends that I actually see in person. Like, yo, you fucked up on that podcast. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. The rock star of your own life. Dude, we just went two hours, by the way. Wow. That felt like 20 minutes. I know. It goes so fast. Uh, quote. Quiet does not help. Should no. be quote. Yeah. There goes the whole spelling and writing thing. Um, let's see. Uh, it does not look like that somebody has said that. I've heard it before, though. I've definitely heard it before. There's no doubt about that. Doesn't look to be quoted. Trademark that shit. I really should. <laughs> I really should. No, nothing. All right, love it, bro. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. See you guys later. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you guys didn't listen to the beginning part of the show, I highly recommend going to listen to that. I had a little heart-to-heart. -heart. When I say the beginning of the show, I mean like the first five minutes of the entire uh, show because uh, just a heart-to-heart -heart with you guys that are listening and... Um, you know, even though I can't see you, um, I know that you guys are listening. You guys constantly do everything I ask. Honestly, you go on Facebook. I mean, uh, you go on it on uh, iTunes. You rate it. You go check it out. You're downloading it. It's on Spotify and stuff like that. So, just you guys participating in this means the absolute world to me. Uh, I it really does. I I've, I said in the beginning, I've finally accomplished a goal that I've been trying to accomplish for two and a half years. I finally got it done. I finally figured it out. So. Um, that means a lot to me. I keep saying, um, I'm sorry, but it means a lot to me. I really, really stress out about the quality of the show and making it as good as possible. Uh, you guys have probably realized I don't do any zoom calls with the exception of like, I think I did one or two, maybe three zoom calls. And not that I didn't like the zoom call, not that I didn't like the people on zoom call. I'm just not a fan of like the zoom calls or like Skype calls. It's not the most real interaction possible, and because of that, I try to stray away from it. Uh, but I will, when necessary, do it and fix the audio afterwards. But other than that, don't expect those to come ever uh, unless it's somebody that I, there's no way on God's green earth I can get a hold of. But otherwise, 
without your support, I couldn't do this. So thank you guys again. I really do appreciate it. You guys have constantly supported me. We're over 120 episodes in. When I started this, I knew I would go for a long time, but I honestly had a little doubt in myself of I thought I was going to quit at a, at a point and you guys constantly downloading you guys constantly you know i didn't put out an episode for almost a month because i was doing construction on the studio and stuff like that and you know just people texting me people emailing me going on the website contacting you know hey when's the next episode coming out uh thank you guys so much it really means the world to me so i really thank you guys from the bottom of my heart if you guys want to go support the show patreon.com forward slash brutally honest podcast you can go check it out there and if you guys want to follow us on social bar um media group brutally honest podcast.com it's all there go check it out appreciate the heck out of you guys and i'll see you guys on the next episode till then peace